Well, welcome once again, guys, to another episode of the Nitrogen Podcast. But we're not going to call it the Nitrogen Podcast today. We're going to call it the Bad Blood 2003 Podcast because we're doing a watch along at uh, Brian's behest here because if we managed to find a pay per view that was almost all WCW for life. So we are going to watch WCW Bad Blood 2003. <laughs> That's what I'm calling it. But first and foremost, let me check in with my man Brian over there and then we're going to jump in. So you can either watch it along, or you can speed up your um, speed up your podcast fan doodle thing, and uh, just listen along while you're at work, while you're in the car, while you're having a shower. It's entirely up to you. How's it going, Brian? How's how's life treating you? Yeah, it's not too bad. Um, I have pre-warned Mark that there might be a third man on this uh, on this podcast episode today. But I say man, it won't be a man. It'd be a fucking bee because I've got a bit of a bee issue with my wife. So if you hear any little, uh, any buzzing in the background, it's not feedback. It's a fucking bumblebee bashing itself against the skylight as they do. Uh, so yeah, just a pre-warning. But other than that, I'm fine. Uh, I, I will. I do have to warn the listeners: there will be no top rope test today because uh, I am in work this afternoon and we're recording this at fucking midday. So yeah, I, I can't be inebriated when I'm going into work and. Uh, possibly messing around with pump trucks and all that. So yeah, uh, well, yes. there is a test test. It's uh, it's this nice cup of coffee there. That's me today, coffee. Well, this is a first watch along where we're probably not having a beer. It's the first WWE watch along, and um, yeah, I mean, fucking hell. Let's just fucking crack on, shall we? But yeah, this will be the first sober one, I think. <laughs> Normally we do get a little bit uh, a little bit hazy. So, anyway, you guys, you all know about the WWE Network. You all know which one you're following along on. And if you're not following along, then fair enough. We'll try and describe the action to you as best as we can. And us being sober, we should actually get get some of that done rather than just talking shit like we normally do. Um, so when when Brian's ready, we're going to count in three, two, one, and we're going to press play. And then, because I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to this. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, so um, am I. Like, um, just. It was a case of just trying to find a very WCW-centric WWE pay-per-view. That was the idea, and fucking hell, I think bar two matches, there's at least one WCW or ex-WCW wrestler or WCW alumni in a match. So I'm yeah. really fucking excited. Actually, no, it might only be one match because one... Um, yeah? No. I it, you did say it was one yeah, match. Yeah, it might be one match. I can't remember. We'll find out yeah. uh, if my phone don't lock. So uh, anyway... I'm going to do a counting. I've uh, already skipped the bloody pre-ad and all that. Have you done that, Mark? Uh, yes. Yes. So, okay. I yeah. Have the listeners done that? Yeah. Okay. Three, <laughs> two, one, play. This hatred has history. And immediately, we see a shot of Eric Bischoff and Steve Austin. <laughs> yeah. That's when you know you're in, uh, you're in good territory. And actually, look at that, even the referees of WCW. Yeah. And Fantastic. We're seeing Jericho and um, Goldberg. So, obviously, there's a bit of prehistory between them two in WCW. And we've got Kevin Nash and Triple H, which had no history in WCW. But, you know, they've uh, they've had their coming and goings, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, did um, did is it possible that Kevin Nash faced off against... Paul Levesque when he was in WCW as um, Vinnie Vegas. I have absolutely no fucking clue, dude. That's you. That that is your territory. But um, that's it's a long time ago. That. But that's, that's that's they have history uh, in WWE though. They you know obviously they were both 
infamously, you know, infamously part of the clique and yeah. and what have you. And earlier this year, in 2013, Kevin Nash had returned after the ill-fated NWO angle and immediately got uh, got into odds with Triple H over his friendship with Shawn Michaels. So, yeah. But actually, that, that did cul- uh, culminate in a pretty decent... Uh, uh, match at Backlash, I think it was. So it would have been the pay-per-view before this one on the Raw side. Uh, there was a six-man tag where uh, Booker T, uh, Kevin Nash, and Shawn Michaels, fucking hell, his name eluded me, versus uh, Triple H, Chris Jericho, and Ric Flair in a six-man tag. And Triple H was the world heavyweight champion uh, champion at this time, so <laughs> there weren't any title yeah. on the line. But it were a fairly decent match. Totally good story. That pay-per-view is not too bad. You had Goldberg versus The Rock on it. Yeah. Yeah, it were decent. I remember that. Yeah, I I, I, I had the DVD. It was like at one, point... one thing I did like about that, uh, okay, that, that wasn't the pay-per-view, but in the run-up to the pay-per-view, where Raw had um, a red canvas... And I think they only had it for like segments and stuff like that. Yes, they did. Matches. Yeah, but it was smart as fuck. That I really liked it. Yeah, they they, they often did that with uh, things like um, like you, I can't I can't remember the fucking segment that Chris Jericho did the highlight reel. I think they'd have it in then at one point, and then they changed it to like his own like type map. But they used to do it for segments like that. Right. I might be misremembering the highlight reel, but generally they used to do that, and I think they did it when The Rock returned after WrestleMania, like giving the red carpet treatment. Right, so going back to what we were saying about Kevin Nash and Triple H, and maybe they faced off in WCW, um, the guys over at ProFightDB.com, they've got one Triple H match from his WCW run back in 1994, uh, in a losing effort to Alex Wright. <laughs> Holy fuck. WCW Starcade 1994. There is a match I've never seen, but I tell you what, um, I'm going to be taking a look at that at some point. Uh, I think that calls for a watch long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that alone. <laughs> I, I'd say we'll just do it. It's Starcade at end of day, so it, it'd have to have something going for it. Should I read the card, the card out? Yeah, you may as well. I mean, the Dudley boys are in the ring here, guys. Yeah. Um, Vader versus uh, Jim Duggan uh, for the WCW United States title. All right, can we scrap uh, that Alex... idea now? <laughs> <laughs> Alex Wright versus Jean-Paul Levesque. Uh, Johnny Bad uh, versus Orrin Anderson. Uh, Booker T and Stevie Ray... Uh, that was for the TV title, by the way. Of course it is. It's Johnny Bad. Um, Booker T and Stevie Ray faced off against Brian Nobbs and Jerry Sags. Uh no. Yeah, this idea is really bad. <laughs> Kevin Sullivan faced off against Mr. T. Oh my fucking god! Right, I, I, I'm go- Avalanche faced Sting. Right, seriously. Obviously, that's Shark. You, 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 you've been reading out these matches and I'm like, nah, yeah, yeah, okay, nah, nah, no, bad idea. <laughs> oh, Mr. T. <laughs> yeah, I have to uh, see it. And then the Butcher. Against uh, Hulk Hogan for the WCW World of Great Title. Right, who the fuck um, is the butcher? Let me guess, is that Ed Leslie? Good effort, it is, yeah. Fuck's sake, it had to be, didn't One it? One of his 75,000 fucking gifts. Yeah, because obviously he would uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, you know. From there, the natural progression is butcher. 
Yeah. You know. <laughs> so let's talk about who's the referee in this match. Um, oh, yeah. It's sticking it, Patrick. Patrick. Sticking it, Patrick. <laughs> and How the fuck did he get a job for the WWE? I have no fucking clue, mate. No clue. He can't have been around wrong. But, yeah, this is the Dudley Boys versus Christopher Nowinski and Rodney Mack. Now, Rodney Mack, I know very little of. I just remember him from Here Comes the Pain and thinking, who the fuck is this guy? Uh, Christopher Nowinski, I know mainly from Tough Enough Fame and his uh, his retirement, his unfortunate, reti- unfortunate retirement through concussions. Uh, he's, a, he's the person responsible for, you know, all this research into CTE. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mick Foley speaks very highly of this guy. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to see him in the ring here, to be honest with you. Oh, and Teddy... I don't remember him looking like this. Um, He's died his hair, hasn't he? Uh, yes, I think he has. I think I think he had like a more like a bowler cut on Tough Enough. And it were a little bit of darker shade. He is wearing a mask here as well. This is like the you know you remember the uh, undashing Cody Rhodes gimmick. I don't know if you've yeah. seen pictures of that, but yeah, it's very similar to that. He's he's wearing one of them bloody face masks and all that, but it's fucking silver. Is it? Is it a nose protection one, or is it? Is this part of the gimmick? I'm guessing it's part of the gimmick. Right. You know, usually when blood is thicker than wood. Yeah, according to Devon's shirt. Fantastic. Devon's, uh, Devon's, Dudley's standing tall. Oh, and by the way, Teddy Long is the manager of Nowinski and Mac. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know if you'd noticed him, you know, walking around the ring there. Yeah, no, I didn't. I needed that point out. That had to be a tag team, didn't it? It did, didn't it? Yeah. So yes, we'll be back to your regular scheduled programming uh, in a couple of weeks' time when the uh, <laughs> the next one's a watch along as well, which is going to be Hogwild nineteen ninety six back into the WCW timeline, and of course there'll be three of us again. Beth will be joining us, and that's part of the reason why we're doing this, dropping this on um, on this fine Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, uh, because obviously we're going away. Brian's got work and Beth was unavailable. So yeah, we decided to slip this one right in there. Uh, give it a good good look over and a good review. And um, yeah, in a couple of weeks, we're back to Hogwild, watch along, a couple of beers, back to normality. Well, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully I don't get fucking oh. cold into work that night or something. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing me, I'd be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's the optimism I like, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, can we talk about Rodney Mack's uh, wrestling gear here? Because it you can do. It's yeah. a really. I, mean, we- I don't have a clue who this guy is. So. No, I don't. But he, it's just really weird because it is. He's got like a bare knuckle tape on, but it's like the black variant, yeah. like some wrestlers use, but. Always wearing, apart from that, obviously knee pads and boots. Obviously, he's not fucking naked guys. He's. I'm trying to read what it says on his backside, but he's wearing like silver, just silver trunks, and he's got something saying on his back, on the back of it. It says Mac, but it's in Times New Roman. I can't read yeah. the other words. It's in Times New Roman. Now, if I didn't think this guy looked generic already, 
that makes him even more generic. You, you may as well not have anything on your trunks. You may as well just go Steve Austin's style and just keep him playing. Yeah. You know, Time's New fucking Roman. You may as well have had Comic Sans. Yeah. <laughs> as you can see, Brian is our uh, uh, the Nitrogen Gem Podcast's uh, resident <laughs> font um, researcher. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when he's making the points. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying I have had, I have spent a lot of time with fonts recently. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever see a font that I like, I just I, I I've given up on Google. I just go straight to Brian. Yeah, search this for me, please. <laughs> yeah, let Brian do the Google work. So, oh, he was headbutting him. I see. Right. Crowd screaming, we want tables, of course. It's a Dudley match. Gotta say, of all the people I've met in wrestling, Bully Ray is just the fucking best. I mean, so there's some people who just don't like the guy, but the fact that he just stayed in gimmick like through the entirety of the UK tour. I read a, I read a tweet uh, last week or the week before, actually, whereby, so it was Bully Ray and... Um, a bit of a, a bit of, bit of a tribute to Dusty Rhodes there with the old fucking right hands and then the uh, the old not a crotch chop but yeah uh, grabbing of the cr- grabbing of the crotch and thrusting yeah so the girl uh, was wearing a wig and usually when a girl's wearing a wig you kind of you could assume the worst can't you um, and anyway it was just like uh, if you don't take your wig off I'm not signing this or whatever it was. Uh, and she's just like politely ex- uh, explained that she was suffering through for leukemia, I think it was. And he was that apologetic. It was just like, right, whatever shirt that you want, you know, just get it. I'm paying for it. Uh, I'm really sorry. Uh, and then the next person that came along, it was just a dick to him. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. What a guy. Right. I, I, I... And somehow he's punching because he's nailing Velvet Sky. We don't get to see uh, the Dudley Boys on uh, <laughs> on this podcast often. Clearly not. No. It's a WCW podcast. Uh, but i got to say, the fucking testify taunt that Devon does, I fucking love it, man. Yeah. The spin around and the cross. Yeah, it's brilliant. Oh, and Nowinski's just pinned Bubba Ray. He has. For yeah. an object. Yep. With the mask. Yeah, for an object. This was after a distraction by Teddy Long. Uh, yeah, he he was basically getting in between the Dudleys, trying to. I don't know. He was just trying to convince Devon to to step away from Bubba, and look like Devon was considering it for a moment. I'm pretty sure this will go somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty slick, pretty slick in the way it was finished. Obviously, it's um, slightly, slightly overbooked, I suppose. Yeah, Teddy Long sort of being with the referee for a little bit too long if you ask me but hey ho here's what it is yeah a younger looking JR and a younger looking Jerry Lawler to be fair Eric Bischoff's gonna do some kung fu shit now yeah he's gonna fucking karate chop that pie before he eats it (laughs) yeah it's a redneck triumph one Uh, I think they just said that the first one is a pie eating contest I mean these two. It has to be gold. Now, there will be a point where I'll be turning my volume up 
So, you know, if that's a little bit of a distraction for you, uh, I, I apologise, but I have to listen to the burping contest, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Oh my god, you're talking about eating pie. There's no cherry pie. Poontang pie. And now we're mentioning <laughs> poontang pie. <laughs> oh, and this is going. Right, they're doing the, the, you know, spin the wheel, make a deal type thing. And this is happening on heat. Now, honestly, just seeing that heat wall go in the bottom, uh, bottom left-hand corner, it's like that is just nostalgia for me. Well, let's, let's not beat around the bush here, though. We're seeing Steve Austin and Eric Bischoff on Sunday Night Heat. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> How bizarre is that? Really bizarre. Christ, we'd have seen that on Channel 4 at this point. Um, no, I think it probably would have been on Sky now. Oh, would it? Yeah, oh. I think... I think I think it moved to Sky around about mid-2002. All right. Oh, product placement. Well played. Oh, well, of course. So, Sunday Night Heat was in the same arena. Okay. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Ah, yeah. Yeah, what they used to do. They used to have uh, the dark matches on Sunday Night Heat and just do that instead. Right, I have no idea what the fuck is going on here because we just see this this big log and a chainsaw. Fucking Steve Austin's doing star jumps. <laughs> Terry Runnels. Is that Terry Runnels? Yeah, it is. Yeah, if she's called Runnels at this point, I don't know. So Terry's explaining the uh, rules of the burping contest. Oh, right, um, okay, so I need to turn the volume up here. Eric, that was awful. Okay, that was blatantly fake. <laughs> <laughs> the soundboard guy, we were just waiting for him, weren't we? Well, it's obviously going to be 1 0. Oh, guess what? I've got a bee in the house. All right, calm down. Apologies for that. Fucking bees. You've got your volume up in this, haven't you? I do, yes. Right, okay. I just wanted to make sure that it was going to be in, in the recording. I don't know if it's actually being picked up on the recording. 
Oh, okay. Uh, are you wrong about the B or the... No, the, the, the burping. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I turned the volume up on the B. I didn't think about that one, did I? <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got the volume up, but it doesn't seem to be picking up on the uh, on the little wavy bits on my screen. Oh, so I've just been silent for no reason then. <laughs> I thought I thought that the uh, I thought it was going to be in the recording. Never mind. Me opening the skylight to let it be out, probably. <laughs> I can't believe we're actually sat here watching this. This is so bizarre. Right. The face that Austin just pulled. He looked like a chest burst who about to fucking burst through his chest. <laughs> Prestigious contest. <laughs> oh dear. So this definitely isn't Vince Russo. No, this would have been. I think Steph is head of creative at this point. Wow. Yeah. Damn, Test was a good looking dude. Yeah, very good-looking dude. He, he was one of those guys where I, I thought very often, maybe, maybe this year he'll something will just click with him, maybe, mm. and nothing ever came of it. Nothing ever did. He was decent. Don't get me wrong; he was a decent wrestler. He just wasn't brilliant. No, but then. Again, you don't have to be. No, you? but he got the look which, which he has. Yeah, but you, if if you, if you're not decent in the ring, you've got to have charisma, and he did not have charisma. Yeah, he liked that. That's yeah. the problem. Big Scotty pump without the chest tattoo. See, and and again, you know, you want to talk about charisma and everything. Scott Steiner has charisma. It may not be the traditional type of charisma, but you know, he may he may stumble over his lines all the time and say weird shit. But that's all part of the fucking gimmick, isn't it? Yeah. It it just works with him. If you look like if you look like he does, you 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 know you you've got to have beef beefcake mentality, really. <laughs> well, if that's where you want to call Steiner, it. Scott Steiner, as he's just been getting into the ring, so he slapped a couple of fans' hands, and then he's got in the ring and said to Test, "Fuck you, you son of a bitch." <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so are you heel or are you face, Scotty? Uh, who knows? <clears throat> and this is for, I don't know, ownership of St Stacey Keebler? Yes, this is a Stacey Keebler on a pole match. Just poles are optional. Oh, oh yeah, Test is definitely the fucking... Oh, um, by, and by the way, <laughs> you know, I said pole, poles are op optional. I don't think Test is going to think poles are optional in this. <laughs> he was dating uh, Stacey at this point. Who was? Test. Test, really? Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, he, he dated her for a few years. Oh, Scotty! Oh, what have you done? <laughs> oh, 
fucking ludicrous. seen that before in my life oh my god he's tripped over the ring he's gone onto the ring apron he's got a axe handle test with his back turn and he's tripped over the fucking ring apron and completely missed the, the axe handle <laughs> right and he and he's he's managed to recover from that He's beaten Tess down, he's got into the ring, beaten Tess down some more, and then starts doing push-ups like, yeah, this is fine, I'm fucking, look at me, I'm cool, you know. <laughs> oh my god, that was brilliant. Oh, that was fantastic. Oh, I love you, Scotty, I really do. Fucking hell, you... you right, just... I, I will say one thing, the fucking ring aprons, if that's what you want to call it now, you know, that WWE have today, I fucking hate them so much because they are so yeah. dangerous. And Scott Stein, who's just made a case for them. Yeah. Oh, God. Fantastic. The pay-per-view was worth it alone for that. Another WCW referee in Charles Robinson. Little Nitch. I always like Little Nitch. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently he's a sound guy, but... <laughs> 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 right, Test is doing the flexes to uh, to Stacey, and Stacey's just got this look of disgust on her face. Yeah. Right, so I think she's actually managing Scott Steiner at this point, or I don't know. I, I don't know. Tess, what are you doing? Seriously. Rubbing, it. rubbing his buttocks. I, I'm completely lost. Is she managing either of, this, uh, either of these guys at this point? I don't fucking know. I can't really tell. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, there is a little bit of backstory that I do know. Is that uh, Test accidentally hurt her at Backlash? And Scott saved her. Oh, yeah, okay. he, picked, he picked her up and carried her away. Right, I'm saying Tess has no fucking charisma, but he's doing really good in this match. Like, yeah. you know, he's just yeah. done some push-ups and then he did the, you know, the fucking finger point and the eye wink to uh, Stacey and it's like, yeah, you're such a yeah, fucking a of, uh, dick. Yeah, there's a lot of storytelling without actually wrestling in it. Yeah. Right? And just making sure that everybody knows the story and getting himself over as a... A heel in this one. Oh, I just saw a fan sign, an orange fan sign that just said asshole. <laughs> I'm guessing that's uh, pointed to test. Well, Stacey's up now. She's being a manager. Well, if there's one thing that WCW did, did right, it was, well... Picking the correct women. <laughs> Stacey Keebler, Tori Wilson. You know, they made so much money for Vince McMahon, it's it's a little bit ridiculous. Yeah. Into a belly to... Ooh, he nearly dropped him on his head. You really belly went... Belly. Right, you really went into Vince McMahon commentary mode then. Oh, belly to belly. No, you did not get it. He nearly dropped him on his head. <laughs> Big back body drop. <laughs> You know, I gotta pra- I, I gotta practice that. Oh god! Oh god! He dropped him on his head! Oh no! I'm just pouring myself another coffee. 
This is sloppy from Scotty. Really sloppy. I, I didn't think that the to person be... in this match who was going to be sloppy was going to be Scott Right, Scotty. well, to be honest, um, he was played with injuries at this point. Well, yeah. Uh, a lot of a lot of his uh, WWE run wasn't very good, and apparently it's because he had knee injuries. Now, yeah. can we really put that down to him doing the Frankensteiner for so many years? Uh, he's a really top-heavy guy. Especially at this point, he's really top heavy. That can't be good for the knees. He just doesn't seem like the kind of guy that takes time off either, does he? No. Just, uh, just carries on and carries on and carries on. Bit of to toxic masculinity there. Pump handle slam. Nice reversal. Oh, big boot missed. Scorpion death drop. I'd have loved if he had won it with that. So I was watching uh, How I Met Your Mother. Well, actually, Beth's been watching it. And obviously when I come home, it's still on the TV when she's falling asleep. And uh, Stacey Keebler was in that last week. Oh, for fuck's sake, I've got another bee in the house. Right, can we put a pin in this for a minute? I need to pause. Oh, I'll pause the recording as well. Yeah. And now Stacey's on the apron. She's going to get a smooch from Test. Yeah, I'm a few seconds behind nice. here. Nice. Okay. So I'm just going to fast forward it 10. Stacey was almost orgasmic when Steiner kicked out, apparently. Yeah. Can we guess who said... No, that was on the subtitles. Can we guess who oh, said that? fantastic. Well played. Yeah. Maybe in 2021, JR will probably uh, tweet something like with, that. Uh, Jerry Lawler. Swing of the... Oh, nice. And Stacey is ecstatic. A long and successful relationship here. Well, it probably won't be, because Scott is probably going to leave in about two months. And Stacey's yeah. going to go and get engaged to George Clooney. Yeah, he's not there for long. I I think he's gone by the end of the year. Yeah, well, you're not going to be there long, are you? If you if, if you're um, at odds with Triple H of all people, and Never injury mind. from. He managed to carve out a decent career thereafter. Yeah, I mean, when he got to TNA, he was in proper in like really really good shape. Yeah. Like, here is, he's got a bit of a belly on him. Mm. Like, and I know that's really weird to say because even out of shape Scott Steiner still looks fucking amazing. But, like, but here, it, you can tell injuries are taking a toll because he's actually put mass on. 
just mass on the on the torso. Tesco and mental. Oh, Jesus Christ, Jerry! Can you see it? Can you see it? I think I can see it. Yahoo! That was um, Jerry talking about upskirt shots with St uh, Stacy there while she was sat on Scott Steiner's arm. Anyway. Yeah, that is uh, no surprise with uh, Jerry Waller. It's a surprise um, that they keep it in. Well, look, right. Raw after Survivor Series 2001, you know, the WCWE uh, off, mm. if that's what you want to call it. Jer uh, Jerry the King Waller made his return to commentary after being away for months at this point. And one of the first things he said was... Uh, that he dates Stacey, but she's a few years too old for him. She was 21. Right. Now, Jerry Waller has been accused of... Uh, I'm not even going to beat around the bush. He's been accused of kiddie fiddling in the past, folks. Keep a lid on it. Yeah. So we're definitely in 2003. <laughs> we're definitely in WWE 2003. Oh, um, fucking hell, yes. There's now officially been as many women on this show as there has been men, I think. Which isn't a uh, bad thing, but then you observe how the women are being used. And, well, uh, I count... I count... Uh, four, uh, well, five, five men, without including referees here... Yeah. And commentary. Five men in the first match, two men in the second match, and Eric Bischoff and Steve Austin. Oh, yeah, that makes so, sense. So, yeah. there's about five women. Five women. So, like, nine men, something like that. All women have been used as lookers. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, of right. course, they're on about Pie. being cunnilingus. Yeah, of course, yeah. And then we cut to Christian, who's coming out now, which is good. I'm okay with it. Seriously, Christian at this point, fucking awesome. Yes. I mean, even Christian in 2021, you know, uh, post-retirement return... Christian is so fucking great. He really is. And he's, he, he still looks like he does here in many ways. He's just got a little bit uh, a little bit more hair uh, in that it's it's thicker on top, but a little less considering it's receding. That's a really weird description there, Bri. <laughs> oh, this must be just after he cut his hair as well. Yeah, he would have cut his hair like weeks, just weeks before this. I think he won the title here against Booker T, and then the night, after, the night after, he came back with a fresh haircut. I've got and, to say uh, though, I prefer him with the shorter. He, he's a yes, very, he's a better looking. I, I'm dude. gonna say yeah, I'm gonna say I I was saying the exact same thing. You know, he looks better with the shorter. The, yeah. the only time he should ever have longer, and it's the only time he really ever had longer was when he was teaming with Edge because yeah. it just worked. Yeah. Uh, oh, and the brood, of course. But but after that, he's, he's just got 
don't know. He hasn't got the face for longer. His face isn't. His face is way too narrow. Look at that fucking pop for Booker T. Ah, is it, yeah, because they're in Houston, oh, Texas here. Houston, Texas, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, uh, fun fact, this uh, this arena is now a church. Really? Yes. Wow. But in th- those type of churches that it's not been rebuilt into a ter- church itself, it's just used as one of them touring churches. Right. You know, massive arenas and all that, yeah, yeah. just fucking... It's all alien. Yeah, it's all weird to me. It's really, really weird to me that. I really like Booker T's look here as well. Yeah. Oh, totally. You know, white trunks, white boots. I mean, he, always, he obviously he always had white boots at this point. I mean, he used to very, fa- you know, change his trunks up a little bit, different colours, blue, reds, blacks and all that. But white trunks, white boots, it's just such a fucking solid look. Solid ability as well. It just... Oh, oh, he, he at had this it. point, he's on the, uh, he's on the up in the from... from the, the previous two years of, of basically fucking swimming in mud to try and make a name for himself in the WWE. Yeah. I mean, it'd be a real shame if you don't come out of this, the Intercontinental. Also, Champions, also going on about his look as well, the longer dreads. Like, cause at, it's, it's really weird because now I've actually seen his trajectory in, 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 in different ways. Like, in WCW, he almost always had the short hair, didn't he? Yeah. And I've seen that now, and I've gotten used to that. I've also seen him with the short dreads when he joined WWE. Yeah. And then he's seen him with the long dreads, and now you see him today where he's got this fucking... His dreads have taken over his body at this yeah. point. But <laughs> but this look here is probably my favourite look. The dreads as well. You know, the dreads with that... Uh, that attire combo, the bo- uh, boots and the attire combo. It's yeah. just a great look. Mm. I mean, how can you not get behind this guy? Yeah, he looked good on the uh, on the final Nitro as well. His hair would would be just well a, f- a fair bit shorter than this, but he did have the dreads in. Um, I think that the longer that the dreads got, the as stupid as it fucking sounds, because he's obviously aging, but it seemed to age him more. So for every year that he got older, it's almost as if the dreads made him two years older. As fucking weird as that sounds. Oh, that was massive! Yep. Again, this is Christian. The selling. It's like, he, he just, he threw himself into Booker there. I mean, when, when Christian hears that, or is it the other way around, when Booker hears that Christian's coming into TNA, or Christian hears that Butters, uh, B- Booker's coming into T- Butters, Butters, well, I'm from South Park, why is he going to come in? Uh, one of them hearing that the other one's going to be coming into TNA, Butter. you're be thinking, oh yes. Butter T. Can you dig it, sucker? <laughs> I don't know if that's a good impression, but... But yeah, I totally agree. I... 
if, if you want to talk about the perfect opponent for Chris Young, Booker T, because they're both high energy performers in different ways. Booker is a high high energy, high energy attack, and Christian's a high high energy selling. Easy for me to say, he's a high <laughs> energy seller, you know. And yeah. that that's a great fucking combination. Got to say them them the barriers around the the sides as well. I think did the WWE still have them or not? I can't remember. Well, the padded Obviously barriers. Not. Yeah, them black barriers. I oh yeah, this... liked them. Yeah, it was more a safety thing, wasn't it? it I don't know if there was any. I I don't know if there was any specific reason why they why they moved to them. I don't know if like somebody got seriously hurt on one of them or something like that, and then they went, okay, let's uh, let's just change. I don't know. I don't know if there's any specific reason, but I mean NXT have the normal barriers. They just like cover up the they cover them up, but the barriers are there. They're exposed. They've just got yeah, the yeah. the like the flags on the side. Yeah, basically what uh, AEW do. So yeah, I don't. I, thing. So I don't know. I'm not gonna say it was anything specific. I, I think it's just more of an aesthetic thing. But I'll tell you something though. In in the in the late nineties, those barriers, the 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 barrier covers. They weren't as polished as what they are here, yeah. and they look so much better. Yeah. Big crossbody there from Booker T. Big clothesline as well. Side slam. Who's the referee? That might be Brian Hebner. Is it? Maybe. I don't know, I can't tell. No, it's too young to be Brian Ebner, surely. No, it's uh, the shape of body's completely different. You know what? That is a that is a person I do not recognise. It's gonna be death drop. Oh inverted. Two Not as smooth coming out of the corner there. Christian's all in the ropes. Two count. He got the shoulder up. They called that a Briscoe roll up. I don't okay. know what the fuck that's supposed to mean. Why are they not making a big deal out of the fact that fucking Christian's just used Booker T's finisher? I call it a Urinagi suplex. Oh, fucking old Dave Meltzer. Fuck off. <laughs> Have you ever read fucking newsletters from Dave Meltzer fucking no. on uh, rock matches? Oh yeah, the rock used the urinage. He used the fucking rock bottom. Fuck off. <laughs> Exposing the fucking business. Oof. Again, what the selling? Yeah. Winnie the Pooh's in the fucking crowd. And Tigger. Booker T to the top. And somebody mentioned... This little drop kick, Beautiful. Actually, I think they've all come as fucking different characters. There's one Green Lantern, one's Superman, one's Winnie the Pooh, one's Tigger. 
Oh, there it is. <laughs> the fucking fucking kick. The subtitles can't keep up. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go, the spinner Rooney. That's something else I love that they did because it was just a fucking... It was a standard thing when he was getting up in WCW, but then they made it a fucking... It was like an attraction by itself. Like, it sort of put the polar opposite of the 619. 619 wasn't even a thing in WCW. It was just a thing that he used to do. Yeah. He never hit anybody, but he used to do it as kind of like a a feint to the outside. That's one thing you can't... I can't fucking say negative about WWE. They, they find those little like nuances. You like to say nuance, and that's right. They, they yeah, find these course. nuances for certain. All oh, right, okay. So the referee's just making up fucking rules as we go along, then. So he's basically got on the microphone, whoever this referee is, and said, um, "Christian will forfeit." The Intercontinental Championship if he does not make the 10 count because he's on the outside of the ring. Oh, I think the story is that this was his tactic at this point where in the middle of the match, he would just walk out with the title and just get counted out. I can't so I think this, It should have oh, been well, made a rule before the match, though. The only yeah. thing is, so if, is that if, if you make it a rule before the match, then it's kind of like giving away the result. Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. Because you so know it's going to play, don't you? So I can understand why they've done it this way. I don't know, I'm very traditionalist. I just prefer it to be to be done yeah. before the match. So we're three matches in and none of them have ended cleanly. Nope. Christian needs to be careful, man. Fucking hell. It's Houston, Texas. Like, you'll get shot. Big sexy. What a fucking sexy bastard that guy is. Seriously. He's fucking huge here. He is, yeah. I mean, he's really packed. He's really packed on the muscle. Yeah. When he when he first came to WWE, he came back to WWE. He wasn't particularly in great shape. I mean, he 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 put a bit of a belly on, and you could see it through his through his singlet. You know, and uh, they said black is slimming, so I'd have to wonder how much mass he'd actually put on. Yeah. But here. He's just ripped. Yeah. Got to remember all the stuff that he couldn't do as well because of his knees and his, the way that his legs were shaping and forming. It's just yeah. That's I, I can that that image haunts me. <laughs> Before he had his knee construction reconstruction. Oh, I hated seeing that. Yeah. I'm back. Better than ever. Such a good song that. Jim Johnston. <laughs> You fucking legend. I'll never hear a bad word say about Jim Johnston. No. You know, he, he was a genius. Yeah. Even the most generic themes that he made were still good. I mean, you know when Luke Gallows, uh, well, he robbed Sephestus at first, and before that he was uh, Imposter Kane, but you know when he joined the uh, Straight Aid Society? Yeah. Right, he, used to have his, he had his own theme there. Beforehand, well, uh, when he were a singles wrestler as well, he didn't come out to see him punk's music. He had his own music, and that was like B-roll bloody music they used for pay-per-views from like the mid '90s. Mm. It had been used so many times. I think at one point it was, uh, it might have been Stacy Keebler actually 
that actually had a variation of the exact same theme. It's really fucking weird. But that, it goes to show you just how memorable their music were. Yeah. Right, I, I, I was saying this, um, I, I were, it was during uh, WrestleMania Watch Along, well, not the Watch Along, but uh, the Tweet Along, should I say, that there was these uh, lead up to matches where as wrestlers were coming out, you hear that dun 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 dun, what they call the cage warming music. Right. And that piece of music might be one of the most underrated and underappreciated pieces of music in wrestling ever. Because it actually does set up the match. It's a real good set. If you want to set up the intensity of the match, the ramifications of the match, just that dun 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 dun. It's just perfect. Yeah. I had to find if that was ever released as a piece of music. And it was. It was on one of the WWE Uncare CDs. Oh. You know. Oh, the what chance. Oh, fucking kill me now. Yep. Ruined the business. Fucking ruined it. Just ruined promos. Yeah, you can't escape that, Austin. You just cannot escape it. <laughs> right, Austin, you're saying I'm sitting here, but you're standing. The subtitles are catching up. So I'm missing a lot of fucking context here. I mean, this is, this goes back to what I've said to you before about Eric Bischoff. So when the WWF were having Vince parading women around on fucking on all fours that looked beautiful, uh, Eric Bischoff was you know getting in with very um, big women, <laughs> having them come down and celebrate NWO parties and shit like that. This is no different. I know exactly where this is going, and it wouldn't surprise me if this was Bischoff's idea. Because at the end of the day, he's going home to a Playboy model. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. Homer Simpson in the crowd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How fucking random. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go to the wrestling tonight. Uh, are you going to take a sign? Yeah, I might just do a cutout. Oh, The Rock, Steve Austin, yeah, Homer Simpson. Yeah. Why? Well, why not? Why the hell not? <laughs> Get you on TV. Maybe Springfield is actually located in Texas and we don't really know. <laughs> Maybe they're in Springfield. Come on, Steve, now. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> oh, no! 
Oh dear. This is something else that hasn't aged well in the past 12 months, especially after fucking Dark Side of the Ring. Oh dear. Oh, she's gone. Bishop's gonna need a mint. I completely forgot about this. There is an infamous story about this, and I will tell you after it. But Mae Young is a bit of a prankster. I'll leave the details to after this. I know of this. I have never seen it. But I know of this. I, to be honest with you, I didn't think it was part of the uh, the Red Net Triathlon. I thought they was eating actual fucking pies. But oh my god, it's WWE in 2003. Of course they're not eating fucking steak pie here. <laughs> You know, it's not fucking steak pie, it's fucking May Young's fish pie. <laughs> I love that we're watching this, and yet, in the WCW timeline, everybody keeps talking about pot pies and Mountain Dew. It's just pie. It's just, we're just a pie podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I, I just realised I made a double entendre there, and I didn't mean to. I, 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 we're a good pun, that, as well. May Young's fish pie. Oh, Young's okay. being the fish brand, yeah. Oh, God, this is gross. I, it, I'm disgusting myself. Little piss ant. No, Eric, come on. Just concede defeat. Fuck it. I, I ain't in for this. So what's the deal here? Eric's got to go down on her, or she's got to go down on him. <laughs> that wouldn't be her eating pie, though, would it? Oh, no. But he did mention earlier on, he did say something about him being eaten or something. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Maybe it was just a, a, a Bluetooth plug. Oh, my God. Fucking hell, she went all in for that, didn't she? By the way, when I said she went all in for that, she kissed Eric. That's yeah. all it were. It weren't it were anything sordid. I know what you're thinking, guys. If you're not watching along, she kissed Eric. She didn't do anything else. Oh, well. <laughs> okay, she's wearing heels. That would hurt. Yeah. Uh, that was a Rochambeau in the corner, just so you all know. While Bischoff wasn't even looking, he was looking the opposite way. Oh, okay. We know what's going to happen here now, don't we? May's wearing the, old, <laughs> the world's oldest thong. Jesus doing... Christ, what are we watching? Right, I seriously hope that's a fake ass. I don't think it is, dude. She had fake boobs when she did the uh, topless thing at Royal Rumble 2000. They were prosthetic, so... 
I'd like to think that this is uh, kind of like the same deal, otherwise uh, this is so uncomfortable. And I'm about to make it more uncomfortable, Mark. We know Steve Austin ain't fucking eating pie here. Yeah. You know, so he's forfeiting this round, because obviously, how are we going to get to the third part, uh, third round in this if he doesn't forfeit? So he's forfeited this, so we can talk about this, right? Oh, he's fucking stunnering her. Uh, that's fucking a ter- Donald Trump did a better stunner than that. Well, he took a better <laughs> stunner than that, should I say. But this is Come an old on, lady. Come on, look at her. I know, I know. Why am I critiquing an old lady? She must be fucking 20 years older than he is. Anyway, yeah. Uh, do you want me to make this a little bit worse, or do you want me to just... Uh... Mate, if you think you can, then go for it. Why the hell not? Uh, right. Well, Disclaimer, was... folks. Just just put whatever you're eating down, because... Uh, especially if it's fish pie. Because <laughs> uh. speaking of fish pie, the, the story is Mae Young here, before doing all this, actually put sardines down her, her thong... <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> to, to pull a prank on Eric. Why else? I mean, yeah, but if it's pulling a prank and then there's not being able to get rid of the fucking smell for two weeks. Maybe. I, 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 I imagine things probably told her to do that. Or somebody probably told her to do that. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. old school Kane. I mean, I'm game. You're game for Kane. Game for Kane, aye. I say old school Kane, it's it's old, new new old school Kane. Still got a mask on, that's all that matters. And he's still got hair as well. Fun fact, this is the last pay-per-view he wears a mask. Oh, right. Oh my God, he's, is that Tucker? He looks a lot oh, bigger. Oh no, 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 it's got resistance. Oh, I, just saw, I just saw the blue and white pants with the black and I thought, fucking hell, is that Tucker? I got so excited, it's not Taka. I think Taka might have been released by this point. All right, well, why resistance? Oh, God. Oh, trouble in paradise between Rob Van Dam and Kane. Oh, Jonathan Coachman. Yeah, I, I, I like the enthusiasm. Oh, Jonathan Coachman. Fucking Rene Dupree and <laughs> foreign subtitles just come up foreign. <laughs> not language, not just foreign language like it usually does. Just foreign. Or speaks French, which would be a little bit more um, correct, politically correct. I think not just foreign. Right, so I'm guessing that's still you, one grand year then. And then you listen to his accent and it's quite blatantly American. Oh yeah, I think I think uh, at least two of these people, two two of uh Larry's Stones weren't even Canadian. Oh René Dupree is actually French, so he's French French, not bloody Yeah. Canadian French, French Canadian, whatever the correct term is. Some people consider fake French. I'm not one of those people, but... Why don't I they just... That... 
Right, seriously, did I just read that subtitle correctly? Why don't they just go back home? Like, oh, <sighs> Jesus Christ. I know, I know they're from fucking Canada, but come on. It, it just has evil connotations in, t- in 2021. France sucks. <laughs> well, I, he, he, well, to be fair, he is wearing the French flag. My uh, network is starting to buffer again. Fuck's sake. Good timing. I understand that the 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 things on the entranceway on the roof, or dangling down from the roof, is supposed to represent drips of blood because this is bad blood, two thousand and three. But they do look like testicles. Can you give me a time code, please? Because my network just fucking paused on me. Uh, 57, 44, 45, 46, 47, 48. I'm not having any luck with the network at the moment. It's still fucking buffering. Rut roll. Right. Still in entrances. I'm on 13, oh, 14. Fuck's sake, I'm going to have to fast forward. Right, so Kane's coming out. Apologies for that. My network decided to just go... It's got to be said, they're two of my favourite themes as well. RVD's one of a kind and Kane, Kane always had good themes. Yeah, he did. So I'm guessing at this point he's got a Finger 11 as his theme. That's the band, not the name of the song. Because... You know, I ain't, I ain't got the sound up here, but um, I saw this fire burns. Uh, I haven't heard any lyrics yet, but I've heard it's literally just the guitar that goes. Yeah, it is finger eleven. Yeah. What a theme! What a fucking theme! Really good theme. It won't. It does. It doesn't match his original theme for me. Like no. it, it, it's particularly first entrance with the, with the uh, red, like the red mist on the screen or red sky yeah. or whatever it were, and and the organ music at the beginning, like mm. so fucking good and so evil. But I seriously it, can't it, wait to do this theme podcast, man. Fuck. No, same here. So fun. Same here. But it doesn't. That that theme does not suit Ken where he's at here. He's lost all that mystique that he once had, and I mean, yeah, he's he kind of got a personality, on it. Yeah, yeah, he's more he's more cool now. Yeah. I'd say he's it, it, cooled down. <laughs> the fire, <laughs> the fire, the fire, the fire burns apparently, and he's fucking cool. But no, he, he's he's just a cool looking character at this point. He's not. Din- you know, he's not demonic. Yeah. You know, all that evil is is gone. He's been used that many times. And I think the character that comes after that, kind of like, it It does give back his mistake, but I just don't like it. Mm. Bald Kane, Uncle Fester Kane, whatever you want to call it. Uncle I, I, Fester Kane. I, I never liked it. Although, it doesn't fucking help when they put him in rape gimmicks. No, definitely not, no. Ooh, that's a stiff kick. 
which you could use in any match of Rotherdam ever. Yeah. Oh, I always loved that move. I, I I don't know how you can describe it, but it's a springboard from the corner, and he does like a crossbody. Yeah, a, like a flipping crossbody type maneuver. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. Yeah. He's springing it. It's the spring off the rope, springing his legs as well. He's oh, like, yeah. He's in ability to do it. You know what? I reckon if, if Rob Van Damme really, really wanted to, he could actually pop those fucking hips and do a belly-to-belly on people the size of Kane. He could legitimately do it. Probably could, yeah. Well, I mean, that's how Taz did it. Yeah. You know, Taz, he wasn't like a... a you know, he, he 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 was a big guy. He, he had muscle mass and all that, but the guy was like fucking what four foot three. Yeah. You know, but <laughs> sorry, Taz, if you're listening, you probably not. But uh, <laughs> no, he, he was a short guy, but he, he had the muscle. But how did he pick up these bigger guys? He popped them fucking hips. That's where the strength came from. Laddies and Stones on top now, and that's this is probably going to be the um, the next five minutes, really. Laddies and Stones just beating down on IVD, who's going to be looking for the hot tag. Yeah, classic uh, tag match, basically. Yeah, yeah. For the tag titles, also. Oh yeah, yeah. The uh, the World Tag Team Championship. Mm-hmm. I, I suppose it uh, it. Begs the question, where do you stand on having two sets of tag team titles? Because I don't like it. Uh, well, if you've got two brands, you've got to have two tag team titles, haven't you? But See, at this point, I don't I don't know if it, were two, it weren't two brands, were it? No, it is two brands at this point. Is it? Yeah. I don't know why. I just... I, I remember... Yeah, because the likes of The Undertaker are on SmackDown at this point. Right, so this is a Raw pay-per-view, is it? Yeah, this is a Raw pay-per-view. Right, I see. Okay, right. Whereas Uh, Backlash was a a joint pay-per-view, and I think it was uh, around this time where they... No, it would have been the year before, actually, where they started single-branded pay-per-views. Right. I don't know. I I mean, I I understand it if you've got two brands, but I probably am with you. Again, traditional... In a traditional sense. Well, my, my stand it. My, my my point is is that having having it's the same with the world titles. I can understand why they've got them at the moment, but I I'd much prefer having two brands, but titles fought personally. Yeah. If you, you know, and obviously that's where the brands split. You know, the uh, sorry, the brands, but the uh, the drafts come come into play where you're just freshen it up every. You know, every every year, maybe you don't even need to do it every year. Every six months would work, but I, I don't know. I, I, I my my point is about the tag titles, both sets of tag titles. Oh, you have to cut that out. Can't. Why? There's a watch along. No, it's not. It is. <laughs> Sorry, viewers. Viewers, listeners, listeners. it's all right. It's all right, Beth. We've had we've had two interruptions from bees today. <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> you couldn't have come in and said something about the next watch along, could you? You know. She had to come in and say there's some dickheads on the internet. Oh, Expo we, we already know this. <laughs> Exposing the business, since you? <laughs> oh, big eye spot now. Rob Van Damme. He's got to go over the top rope onto Rene Dupree and his friend. Oh. Oh, took Kane out as well. Oh, no. Why would you do that? Oh, I only as, got Kane, okay. As we are, uh, as I was saying before we were rudely interrupted. Oh, that, God. Who does she think she is? Right. Put it this way. This is why I find the tag title situation in WWE problematic. And Lara Sistons have just won. So, yeah. Uh, that were a match. <laughs> it, it weren't particularly good. It were, it were, it were, it were short. It were harmless. Yeah. Yeah. But it weren't great. No. But anyway, yeah, the tag title situation in WWE, I'm not fond of because here are the tag team champions at the moment. Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler and SmackDown, AJ Styles and Almost on Raw. Both tag yeah. teams put together. Not, not They're not tag teams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yet they, they split up tag teams all the fucking time. Yeah. In favour of this. It would just be much easier if you had the one tag team division and keep the fucking tag, you know, keep the tag teams together until they are, until one or both are ready to go on to single careers if they ever get there. Hmm. At least the one thing you can say here is that fucking an actual tag team is on the tag titles. That's it. Yeah. And Ken, don't get me wrong, I'm not against put together tag teams, but if you've got two tag divisions and two of them are headed by tag teams that have been put together. And the fighting tag teams have been put together. And the women's tag team division is being contested over ta women's tag teams that have been put together. You've got major fucking issues. Yep. Yep. Lance Storm. Lance Storm. Now there's a hairstyle you can set your watch to. <laughs> I like Lance. I, I, oh, I, 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 Lance is brilliant. I listened to a podcast with him last last week, a week before, and it were it were really it were really good. It was a bit of an eye opener. It were uh, it were decent. I mean, he's been on Jericho's podcast a couple of times. Mm. One of them, he ended up in a laughing fit for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, which was fun. That were like uh, it were one of I think it was Jericho's twentieth anniversary in WWE or something like that. And it were him and Landstorm and somebody else and somebody else, I can't remember who they were now. Uh, I think Shane Helms was one of them. And they were just talking old road stories and all that. And Lance just ended up in a fucking laughing fit for five minutes. It's like Landstorm of all people. No fun at the fair, Landstorm, laughing his fucking head off. And, uh, and Jericho took a picture of him. And actually put it on Instagram in the laughing fit. His face is just bright fucking red. And it's like... <laughs> I've never seen Landstorm like that. This is Pete Jericho for me. Like, I like that we, they just put like compiled an entire fucking roll of WCW footage there to 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 highlight why Jericho left and. Your is on, great subtitles. 
You ain't nothing but an ass. It's because he's swearing, I think. Yeah. Because <laughs> we all know who's winning this. <laughs> oh, Fucking nice. Jericho with pepper spray. I like it. But it looked, it looked more like silly string. Yeah. <laughs> it did as well. <laughs> Oh, you can't throw on a, on a Mustang. Oh, poor Charles Robinson. That was really well done. He's taking him out on a stretcher. It clearly weren't fucking bad enough to not perform tonight. Yeah. Oh, yes, the traps went straight into Terry's face. Now we've got a compilation of him fucking spearing and jackhammering and who's who of uh, w, uh, who's who of, w, of the W... I can't even say it. Who's who of the WWE roster at the time? Yeah. Fucking Stephen Richards, Rosie. There was somebody else I fucking didn't pick up on. Again, I'll say it. Peak Jericho for me, this. This is a point where he's kind of like experimenting with his look a little bit. Mm. He's growing, growing the beard out a little bit. Um, he's uh, dyeing the ends of his hair red, pink, blue, you know. I think at one point it was blue. He's uh, wearing shiny jackets. He, it's just... Oh, it, it's just... Perfect, Chris Jericho. Yeah. And he's fucking jacked here. Yeah. Jesus. He looks decent, but he's not ripped to fuck, is he? He just he just looks good. Yeah, he's jacked compared to what we know him for. You know, he's not as lean as what he used to be. You can tell he's been packed on in the muscle. He looks fucking great. Nice close-up shot of his innie. That's what I wanted to see. Got a massive chin, though. Right, what themes Goldberg got here? It's the uh, WWE version. Come on. Well, if that's the case, WC, uh, WWE Network's edited it because it's the WCW version. Yeah, he never had the WCW version at this point in his career, so they've edited that. What is the point in editing it? Just, just... Because I think people hated the thing that they came up with. Well, yeah. So they're just like, <laughs> fucking get rid of it then. Because that was one of the things, like when he made his return, people were saying like, well, if he returns, make sure he has his old theme. And he brought yeah. back his old theme. Yeah. Again, a great look for Goldberg here. Yeah. The uh, black and white halves. 
I don't know what what's behind that to be honest. No, neither do, neither do I. But it looks cool. Yeah. Maybe it's just to distinguish him from Austin a little bit. I know Austin is wrestling by this point, but just this. You get confused with the memory, can't you? Yeah, exactly. Like if yeah. you if you're tuning in, if you if you haven't tuned into WWE for a while and you you've never watched WCW, you've heard of Goldberg, but you couldn't fucking pick him up the crowd, and you see this guy that's fucking bald with a goatee, wearing black trousers, he might have a tattoo on his arm. You probably think, fucking hell, Jericho's packed on mass. <laughs> uh, not Jericho, uh, fucking Austin's <laughs> packed on mass. Sorry, fucking I am. Mass got a tattoo. Yeah, it, it's been a long morning. Clearly. <laughs> but, what are uh, you doing, Goldberg, without chewing gum? Fucking hell, put it back in your mouth. Nobody wants to see that. But yeah, you th- you, you'd think Austin's packed on mass a little bit. You'd get confused. Yeah. I'm surprised Goldberg's no brace on his knee either. No, he hasn't, no. Holy fuck! Shit! Fucking hell! That looked rough. Through the fucking ropes. And I tell you what, Jericho could have fucking broke his arm there. Tangled it ropes. Yeah. It was the classic tumble out the ropes that wrestlers do. Except it, there was a little bit more, I don't know, salt and pepper on it from Goldberg. Yeah. Yeah. See, this is the problem with WWE. They tried to make Goldberg wrestle. Yeah. And I know that's a weird thing to say, but it very rarely worked. Again, you see, he's uh, he's he's not he's not a performer. He's 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 an event in himself. Yes, people came to see him fucking demolish people in five seconds and then go. It wasn't you making him to be something that he isn't. That said, the it's match against the Rock, the match against the Rock wasn't bad. Yeah, it's surprising, really, isn't it? Because neither yeah. of them are fucking decent wrestlers. It was them hitting the spots, basically. That's all it were, and that's all you need. It's the same with Hogan and The Rock. Hit the spots, go home. It's perfect. And you can can elongate that out, and it will still work, because you use the fan reaction to soak up any, uh, any pauses. Yeah. And just as you were saying earlier on about Charles Robinson being fit enough to to referee the matches tonight, he's refereeing this one without any PTSD whatsoever. Power. Oh! Well, Jericho's having no more kids. Rumour has it is a very small penis anyway. Is it so small? Yeah, I won't be surprised. <laughs> so I, one of Beth's, I don't want to call her a friend, but it's somebody that she knows that goes on these kiss cruises and stuff like that, apparently slept with him because he was on a kiss cruise. and yeah. Uh, not, how can I not, not be surprised? I wouldn't be surprised about that at all. Jesus Christ. I well, always fucking... That always scares me, the fucking spear through the barricade. But that one looked really fucking nasty, even with the padding. I re- it is obviously gimmicked. We get it, you know, we know what wrestling is, guys. It's yeah. gimmicked. <laughs> but just the way Goldberg went flying through it, it just made it look brutal. Yeah, it had got a, th- 
Alistair. Oh, fucking hell! He landed on his neck on it! Goldberg, what the fuck are you doing? I tell you what, Charles Robinson's ready for Starcade 97. Right, elaborate, please. Look at how fucking tanned he is. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, what an angle. Oh, that right. was actually a bit, a bit deflating, that. Yeah, when it got to the end, it was. That said, though, I mean, if we can give Kevin Dunn his due for certain things, is that at this time, he usually got the angles right. Nowadays, it's like crash room whenever, yeah, fucking split yeah. and all that, because they're trying to make it more like a sport, as they say. That's what they claim. Yeah. They, make, they, they, they give it a more sport feel, right? Have you ever watched a game of, game of football and it switch fucking cameras that often no i mean no. the exactly. only time the only time uh when a when a camera has made me feel like because i i feel even though they're saying that i feel like the wwe is trying to make it so that it feels like you're there that you're feeling the impact yeah but the only time i've ever seen that in football is when you know the whole place is fucking rocking with cheering and shit like that, and the camera actually shakes from the fucking from the uh, from the sound of the fans. Yeah, and it's very rare I've seen that to be honest. But how many times when somebody's fucking uh, gone into the twelve yard box and they've gone to crash you into the fucking in, into oh, no, the fucking? I'd, it, it, I'd be fuming. Yeah, it it just it's not fucking sportsman like. It's not sports like. No. Sorry, it's no. it's. It's just fucking trying to present it in a certain way that just makes no fucking sense. Yeah, yeah. Like you're, like you're there. That will be a. That's a good point. Yeah, it feels like you're there. But do you fucking move your head in and outwards, in and out, in and out, in and out? To, you don't. You just don't no. do that. Jericho taking advantage of what Goldberg has sustained as an injury when he's gone through the uh, the barriers. That's that's another thing I'll say about them barriers. Actually, that, that, that some wrestlers actually so they they innovated, didn't they, to to, to incorporate it into some matches? Like I can't remember who it was who I saw that was running running along them and then jumped off at the end. And I can't even remember what. Kobe Kingston. But... I think it was well before Coffee Kingston. Well before. Coffee, for some reason, I think, Coffee I think, Kingston. Sorry. Uh, I think it's... I don't know why, but I think it's Christian. I don't remember Christian ever doing it. Did he not? No, I really don't. I don't even know if that's something you can Google. I mean, the footage is probably there out uh, somewhere. Fucking hell, Goldberg is scary. I mean, that fucking, that, that sidekick that he does, obviously, we associate that to, uh, to what happened with Bret Hart. Yeah. So, seeing that against uh, another Canadian of all fucking things, just kind of like, <laughs> it made me wince a little bit. Obviously, Jericho's fine, but... 
to be honest with you, Jericho was one of those people that complained about Rob Van Dam's kick. So if he's taking that from Goldberg, then he's probably fine. <laughs> Yeah. He's, pro- he's probably got calluses from all those Rob Van Dam kicks. I mean, to this day, I still think about that. That I can't really... If you know the move's coming, then why the fuck did you put your face so far into it? That's one thing I've got to say about Brett, is that I thought, with it being Brett, that he, he should have pulled away quicker. But, I don't know... I guess Goldberg's got that intensity, and he and he's got that greenness that it could be his fault. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it just happens. It just fucking happens. It, it, it does sometimes. It just happens. You can't blame, you know, fine salt right on Goldberg's face. A very dodgy looking lion salt, I must say. Not as dodgy as the AEW one about six weeks ago. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Fuck me. He's improved since because I have watched an episode since then, but fuck me, that, that one was whew. Chris, you've already done that move. You can't expect him to get it right every single time at his age, I suppose. Uh Oh fucking well, hell. Why not? Yeah. Why that, not? That was actually really fucking clever. Yeah. I don't know if that was meant to happen, but I think it was supposed to be cleanly into that move, weren't it? But he, yeah. obviously, he didn't pick him up properly. And I think that's when, I think Jericho just was slightly out. Everybody's standing up for it. The recovery, the recovery from Goldberg was actually really clever. It was a good move. Yeah. It was like a fisherman's carry, but it was like a catching fisherman's carry without the actual yeah. catching bit. It was more like, oh shit, this is fucked up. Quick, quick, quick. Fucking. Uh, uh, hammerlock, hammerlock into a fisherman suplex. It was real, real clever. Everybody's standing now. Everybody's apparently they're chanting Goldberg sucks, but yeah, they're the ones stood up, getting the cameras ready for a fucking jackhammer. Yeah, that's a dubbing. Is it dubbing? All right. No, if they're, ch- if they're actually chanting Goldberg sucks. I think that's that- what they are. They're probably a dubbing from WWE, that. I don't know. You know, you never know. But if they're up on their fucking feet, why would they be chanting Goldberg sucks? Yeah. JR's just said fans chanting for Y2J. It's just a Boston Crab. Yeah. And not a, not even a good one. No. That's the thing. It's like it just doesn't look like it hurts. I I I don't buy his reasoning why he stopped doing the uh, the the lion tamer. Because he was saying like uh, apparently. He stopped doing it because if he had to put it, if he had to put it on, on someone like X Pack or you know fucking just anybody, if he could put it on the Rock, he put it on the X Pack. He still has to put it on the Big Sean Kane because it's his finishing move. It's like yeah, we can understand that. why you won't be able to fucking put it on Kane and Big Sean. Their fucking legs are huge. 
it would make sense that you couldn't fit that in. That's why you're fucking innovating those matches. But don't fucking apply that to everybody else. I don't buy it. I think he was told not to do it. I think somebody in Go. WWE said, it, it's, it's dangerous, it could probably hurt somebody's back, don't do it. Yeah. Oh, Goldberg's gone over it. The, wall, the walls of Jericho, or the Boston crowd hasn't done it for Jericho. Spearing a jackhammer as for Goldberg. You know what? We went into that match saying, yeah, you know, it shouldn't be... Goldberg Goldberg should not be in wrestling matches. I don't think that was too bad. It was okay, you know. Um, there were some really dodgy spots from both wrestlers, not just from Goldberg. But, yeah. you know, when he, he, the moves that he were, he were applying weren't bad. I can't, I can't really fault him for, for, you know, for effort. He's trying. He's trying to make it work. Yep. It was it was decent. Oh, fun! Oh, Gee, have you brought your relatives here tonight? <laughs> we're looking at a little pig farm. I can't believe I'm actually saying that as we're watching a wrestling pay per view. Oh, man. Well, hang on a minute. We're spinning the wheel, even though there's a pig farm. Yeah. Unless this was a cutback, but there's no thing in the corner saying this is a cutback. Right. Apparently they were pretty tight at this point, weren't they, Bischoff and yeah, uh, yeah. Steve Austin? You can tell they're having fun. Yeah. So they're having a sing-off. I don't remember this. I don't remember the, uh, reading them having a sing-off. Yeah. I guess that was, you know, the pig farm was just a possibility. It was teasing up a possibility of a fucking mud bath or what have you. Yeah. So this could be, you know, this is 2003. They could have fucking Terry Runnels in a mud bath against Woody Tory Wilson for all we know. That'll probably happen. I wouldn't be surprised. All right. It is a match to save the show. It has to. It has to be a good match. It can't not be a good match. It's fucking Rick Flair and Shawn Michaels. I didn't even know that were on this fucking card. Fucking yeah, I mentioned hell. it last week. Yeah, I, f I forgot. I must have fucking glossed over it. Damn. <laughs> Rick Flair crying. Do you think I can go out there and beat Triple H? <laughs> that was like the best Rick Flair impression I've ever done, but still bad. And Shawn Michaels was like, I, I think you can beat him. Because you can't fucking talk by this point. 
Rick Flurry's a bit of an enigma, isn't he? You see, <laughs> right? Not a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing is, you look at him here with the hair slipped back and everything, and he looks old as fuck. Yeah. And then when he's in evolution, he cuts his hair a little bit, and he looks fucking great again. Yeah. It's like he's really fucking weird. It's the Booker T thing all over again, like I was saying. Yeah, put, the hair. he gets longer, longer hair, it, 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 it ages him. Maybe that's what it, what's aged uh, Chris Jericho. Not the mass yes, amounts of... Not the mass amounts of Botox he's clearly had over the years. <laughs> I mean, come on, look at his eyes. He's definitely had some, some work. I'm not judging him, but he's clearly had some work. That's when you know you've got too much money. Yeah. You spend it on fucking Botox. Something that Rick Flair's clearly not done <laughs> is just spent it on an, uh, alimony. Yep, alimony <laughs> and then fucking $20,000 fucking bar tabs that he keeps fucking racking up and probably a little bit of cocaine. I like how you said a bit of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bump here and there, you know. Perk him up a little bit. Yeah. Now, he... Speaking about him at work to... Uh... Wednesday, so the guy, the guy I know at work, uh, massive when he was younger, massive Ultimate Warrior fan, and I was telling him that I watched that A and E documentary, which I said I said I weren't going to do after the Austin one, but I, I had time and there was nothing else on, so I watched it, and um, he he started talking about Ric Flair, and he was just like, he said I I, I once read a story about Ric Flair that he he just can't stand to be by himself. And I said, yeah, I said, that's true. I said, did you get that from that ESPN documentary? He went, I don't know. And I said, that's a, that's that's real. It's, it, he loves to be in a in a bar environment with people. He says that the most depressed that he is is when he's by himself on his own and there's nobody around him. I mean, you can understand why. Yeah. I mean, he was abandoned by his parents. Yep. He's obviously yeah. got separation anxiety. He's... He's bound to have that. It's fucking normal. It's no wonder he ended up being so reliant on 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 drink and drugs, and the just the party lifestyle in general. Because it, it's an escape from him. He doesn't feel lonely when he's in that environment. Yeah. The thing is, as well, he's performing in front of fucking crowds of people every night of his life that are usually yeah. there to see him. So. It, it, um can't imagine what it's like to live the life of, of Ric Flair. No, I couldn't imagine. I'm not your boy toy. Boy toy. Just a sexy boy. Do you know who sang the female vocals on that? No. She has appeared on WCW TV. Not his wife. No, it's not his wife. She was a nitro girl, wasn't she? No, she's uh, uh, she was somebody else's wife on TV. I don't know. Sister Sherry. Really? Fucking Sherry, hell. Yeah, Sherry Martell sang that. Now, I oh. didn't know this for years until, remember when Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels had their feud? Yeah. Kurt Angle parried the song. 
you know, I'm just a sexy Kurt. And Sister Sherry <laughs> was there singing it. Wow. Yeah. And that's when it... it it uh, came to be known that she actually. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was well, uh, it was known beforehand, but like it was it was then and there where it became well known that she actually sang that the uh, the sexy boy song, right. well the, the female vocals on it. She weren't going. I'm just a sexy boy. <laughs> wow. Look at Sean's tights. I mean, great tights. Yeah. That's, that's not defining who's a face or a heel here, though, is it? Because that's the Texas flag, and they're in Texas. <laughs> yeah. Well, we saw the video package. Rick Flair is clearly the heel. Rick Flair in black as well. That's it, weird. I don't like that look. No. See, when you when you see an old-timey wrestler just come back, and he's dressing all in black like that, uh, there's just nothing, nothing to it. Oh. There's not. You don't even. Have, oh, you do have the RF on the front in red. Yeah. But it just kind of looks like uh, what it's just a one-off appearance type thing, just wearing anything. Yeah. yeah. That's one of the things that used to fucking really irk me about Sting is that, all right, if you don't feel like you're in shape, then fair enough. But he always used to come out like wearing a, a, a black shirt, you know, a black yeah. shirt, a black Sting shirt or something like that. And, and I understand that they're promoting their own merch as well, but come on, do something a little, varied up a little bit. And I think yeah. at one point he came out in a red shirt, which it looked a little bit better. Fucking hell. You're not Kevin Owens. Take that shirt off. <laughs> Just get in shape. Fuck me. If they're paying you a quarter of a million fucking dollars to fucking turn up and wrestle, get in shape. You know what I mean? It, this is what really pees me off about Braun Strowman right now. I mean, the guy's in the peak of shape of his life. I mean, he looks mm. fucking phenomenal. And he wears a shirt all the time. Yeah. Like, beforehand, he wasn't even wearing a shirt. Like, when he first when he first came onto the scene in WWE, he was wearing... A, he, he, was in, he was in awful shape, but he was wearing a singlet. And you saw that. He gets himself in shape, wears a grey T-shirt. Why? Yeah. Show that show that fucking body off, man. Yeah, absolutely. We are talking about the guy that's got fucking choo-choo noises when he runs around the ring, so... <laughs> I think he's got a lot worse going for him right now. See, again, I mean, at this moment in time, maybe it's one of those things that's... Because there's not crowds in... in you know what I mean? So and maybe the once... The crowds come back, the choo-choo noises will disappear and then he'll take his shirt <laughs> off again. I don't know. The crowds will be back at WWE, won't they, soon? Is it week after next, I think it is? I'm not really sure. I, 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 I think they said they were going touring again in July. Is it July? Yeah, so... There's a little thing that I've just noticed about this arena and it makes it feel... Quite old school. At the top of the tiers, you can actually see all these little spotlights. These rows of spotlights. There was a certain angle, just like two separate rows, yeah. one after the other. And it yeah. looks so fucking cool. It looks like it one of the WrestleManias. I think at WrestleMania 3, and you used to see like lines of that on the on the ceiling itself. Right. You know, like I, I don't know, it just gives it a classy look. I like it. Because you find a lot of, of arenas today and they all look pretty sterile. Yeah, yeah. 
You can't tell one arena from the other. Hmm. At least this, it looks pretty cool. Oh, and obviously, this is before... Oh, the classic who farted sign. <laughs> somebody so somebody bad, always... Yeah. Somebody always <laughs> fucking takes that sign to a wrestling show. <laughs> Jim Andrews, they call him now, instead of James Andrews. Right, who's that? He's the uh, he's done like so many operations on wrestlers. Uh, he's in uh, Alabama. Oh right. But he's like he's like the go-to doctor that old wrestlers go to WWE, WCW. He's been mentioned so many times on yeah, the program. That rings a bell now, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why they're talking about him because. As Sean's um, had knee problems. Yeah, he's had various knee problems. Like people, people uh, talk about uh, him retiring because of his back issues, his drug issues, and all that. He was going through knee problems at the time as well. It was like yeah. a culmination of so many different things. Why he initially retired? The the, the knee issues are what resulted in. Uh, uh, changing from tights to trousers, you know the right. the leather the leather slacks that he w- he would wear, probably a year after this. Yeah, you know it, it, that's why he changed because the, the tights weren't they weren't supporting his knees. And you think they would, wouldn't you? And apparently, think so. apparently it was just easier for him to maneuver him, maneuver himself in the pants. Right. I mean, it makes sense, I suppose. It does, but like you said, you'd think that the tights are more compressing, aren't they? So yeah. you'd think it'd keep everything in. It's weird. I'm trying to figure out if he's still wearing his fucking cross around his neck, because I can see he's wearing something, but I can't see the cross. Oh, it's, yeah, he is. It's all not dangerous at all. No. Figure four broke up. Earl Hebner in the ring. Earl Hebner <laughs> shoving Ric Flair back, but Ric Flair's not selling it this time. <laughs> yeah, nobody messes with Earl Hebner. <laughs> it, it, it's one of my favourite tropes with Earl Hebner and Triple H is the pushing back. Yeah. Because Earl would fucking push Triple H and Triple H would always fall to the mat. It was fucking brilliant. Absolutely. And again... You, if there was any more, if you needed any more evidence that he was inspired by Ric Flair, it, shit like that. Well, that really nice enziguri by uh, by old Sean there. Where is Earl Hebner these days? Is uh, an AEW employee. I never see him is on he? TV. Yeah, but he's part of AEW. He was assigned. He was assigned as a referee, but I don't think you ever see him. No. Just picking up a check to do nothing. Although having said that, you know Aubrey Edwards is doing a fucking phenomenal job, isn't she? So yeah, I mean you you've got a really good host of referees in in AEW, mm. and they've all got their own unique characteristics as well. Yeah. Interesting statistic that I read the other day from um Oh where did I read it now? 
it might have been her Twitter actually, Britt Baker. So she's only ever appeared on one AEW pay per view. And she's been with the company for well eighteen months. Since it started. Is it is she been in since day dot? Oh yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, because she was injured, weren't she? Is she yeah. so she'll be doing a little bit of commentary and stuff, but she yeah, was gonna say like Shivani. She was injured for a fairly for a fairly long time. Hmm. And and you the thing is though, if you hear that stat in WWE and you hear that stat in AEW, people will got will immediately I mean WWE fans are immediately gonna go, Well, oh yeah, AEW aren't doing really great with the women and uh, you know, she ain't appeared on on many pay-per-views. It's like, well, yeah, there's factors to it. She's injured and they have a handful of pay-per-views a year. Like three yeah. or four pay-per-views. They're not yeah. having pay-per-views monthly. There's a yeah. major difference. Can, could they be doing better with the women? Yes. Yeah, They're not doing as bad as what people are making out though. And they've gotten a hell of a lot better. And I mean, you, oh. you will... Oh, Earl's gone. <laughs> no, he's not actually. For once, he's actually managed to overcome it. Yeah, I'm wondering if he was supposed to bump that, and he's he's realised, well, I can't really fucking bump that. So, hey, guys, guys, uh, really, in another bump. I mean, I've seen him bump for less. <laughs> True. I'll flare up to do a top rope move, which we all know is not going to happen. Fucking hell, he did. Oh no, he didn't. It's got a bit sloppy, this, to be honest. It has, yeah. Again, it's not been bad, though. No, it hasn't. It's just it, it's just since Earl Ebony's corner bump, it's just all been a little bit... But before that, it was decent. This very deliberately wrestling-paced match. What does that mean? Shit. <laughs> That was a little bit sloppy as well, the superplex. Yeah. It, it very ended up nearly becoming a DDT. Yeah. Why? Yeah, why is he going for a table? So the... Um... So we can safely say the Goldberg Jericho match kind of ended cleanly. Yeah. Apart from the uh the going through the fucking barrier. But other than that, that's not that's not not nothing. It had a clean a table in. It had a clean finish. Yeah. That's the point. I just noticed a crowd sign that says TK is a pimp. <laughs> and all I can think of what? Tony Khan? Tony Khan, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Flares on the table and no. Who the fuck? Randy Orton? It's a skinny Randy Orton. Just got a super kick for his troubles. Randy Orton in a really weird attire as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I, he say attire. He's in his fibbies, but to see Randy Orton, and I know it's heading for evolution at this point, but oh. Orton in. That was a really good crossbody. That was nice awesome. By the way, I was I'm I'm like literally three seconds behind. Unfortunately, I can't help that because of fucking buffering issues. 
But, yeah, really, really good. Really fucking good. Oh, it was so clean. Where the fuck did he just come from? Probably came from the crowd, but fucking hell. Maybe that broken barricade. Oh, I love it. Because it was that corner that barricade broke, weren't it? Fucking Rick Flair's caught on his back. I mean, we're not getting a good camera angle to see the fucking barricade, so... I think the barricade's up there. So next to the commentary booth, uh, commentary desks. I'm sure that's where it were. Well, the, at this point, you've got the Spanish commentary desk, which is at the at, the, at ringside. But JR and Jerry uh, Jerry Waller, their their uh, table is up by the ramp. Yeah. Safe. <laughs> it's always the Spanish announce table. Fucking WCW. Oh, here we go. Oh. <laughs> don't whammy. I mean, I don't even know why fucking Earl Ebner were there anyway. Why the fuck are you going to be there? It doesn't make any sense. It's just like, oh, let's all do the conga, lads. Let's all do the conga. Oh, me bollocks. Oh, no. Why is he there? Oh, my God. <laughs> Refs always go to the side. You don't go to the back like you're about to bum him. Earl Plebner. Oof. The thing to take note here is Earl Hebner's down for the count. Yes, he is. He's gone. Whereas Shawn Maybe Michaels... Hebner's completely dead. Yeah, Shawn Michaels is shaking the fucking warble off. Earl's just driving around. <laughs> he's acting like he's been From knocked the... out. He did get a mule kick to the fucking cojones, though, didn't he? Oh, yeah. That would make you a, li- a little bit dizzy. And the Europa... Right, the... The subtitles and the Europa find its found its mark. Yes, it's in Dillian's hands. <laughs> Sorry, the United fans are turning like, oh fuck this. <laughs> Shawn Michaels, HP kick, and he hit it. Unlike David De Gea on the. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm, I'm taking shots. Randy Orton with a chair, completely fucking messes up Shawn Michaels' head. Oh, the referee is still holding his cojones. <laughs> Amazing. Cupping the balls while he's fucking counting the pin. And not a clean finish. Nope. Seeing a pattern here. Yep. Oh, Evolution's already formed here. Youngest member of Evolution. Yeah. Do you know who initially was meant to be part of Evolution before Batista got the uh, got the call? Mark Gindrak. Yes. To the point they even had promo shots. Yeah. Gotta say, he looked the part. He did. Yeah, he I, looked fucking the business, yeah. I don't know if he ever had the tangibles, though. He's made a good career of himself in Mexico, though. I mean... Can, he's a hero down there. Yeah. He certainly wouldn't have been the heights that Randy Orton is now. Absolutely not. And Or Batista. I mean, Batista's done more for himself with his movie career, though, hasn't he? I fucking hate Batista. I can't lie. I fucking hate him. I just... I, I, I never have been a fan. And I think he's... I don't know. I'm sure he's a lovely bloke and everything like that, but it oh, just yeah, he's, for me. Yeah, you, 
when you say you hate him, you hate him as a wrestler. You don't hate him as a person. Yeah. Is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to say, by all accounts, he's got a good heart on the heart on him. You, I mean, he's, I mean, you you follow him on Twitter and all that, and he he says it as he is. He's very straightforward. Don't get me wrong, but his heart is yeah. clearly in the fucking right place. Hmm. Cheshire. Alright there, Joe. It's Je- Cheshire. Not Cheshire. So, anyway, you, you did mention that uh, Warrior Doc, and you did message me about it, but I don't quite know uh, the context to it. It's like, you, you, you weren't happy about it. Well, I, yeah, I kind of thought about... I thought about was talking about it while we were doing this and then I thought well I might just wait for the dark side because obviously the dark side one's out now in it so I was going to watch that and then compare the two but basically that the, the WWE one and I refuse to call it an AEW one it's a WWE one but they completely ignore the fact that he had a first wife and that he cheated on his first wife with the woman who would become his second wife they just completely ignore it like and she she never existed you know what I mean and yeah. it's like that's just I don't know what story you're telling here, but they're it's basi- not... They're basically correcting the uh, rise and fall of the Ultimate Warrior DVD they put out. Because it's all... Uh, yes. I haven't seen anything of it, but by all counts, they just ignore the all the... self-destruction. Yeah, the self-destruction, called, that's the one. Yeah. But yeah, they've kind of like... They, this is more like the reconstruction of the Ultimate Warrior, but making, trying to put him in a very positive light. Well, that's it, yeah. That's, that's exactly and... what they do. He wasn't. He he was never. No. He he was. To be kind, he was a bigot. Not just a bigot. I mean, they showed the footage of him at the fucking university giving a lecture or whatever, giving yeah. a, giving a speech, and he he, he says um, being queer is unnatural and all that sort of yeah. stuff. It's like que- que- yeah, queering don't make America right or America yeah, work. Exactly. Or it, the guy's a prick and. By the way, uh, Dana Warrior, you know, you're a fucking hypocrite yourself, love, because uh, the only reason why she's a part of WWE is because she traded on Ultimate Warrior's death and got a nice contract by saying that if you give me a contract, I won't fucking sue you. Basically, that's what she did. Because you know why? Because she had every right to sue them and saying that you basically are liable for his death considering that you was enforcing him to take steroids yeah yeah and she traded that and she's got a fucking massive bumper deal with the wwe yeah so she's doing everything to make warrior you know uh put warrior in the best light possible yeah i mean maybe even fucking save it for when um I mean, you know, you know, you know that Warrior turns up in WCW, don't you? So yeah, that's not like a massive spoiler or anything. But maybe fucking save it for when he turns up in WCW. The yeah. only reason but why it got I... me a little bit hot, and I watched the match I watched the match man one the night before last as well, and and fucking hell, it just like I'm surprised people are watching it and believing it. Do you know what I mean? It's just like. If you're a friend of the WWE, then yes, we're gonna we're gonna praise you and everything's gonna be fucking great. But if you are not a friend of the WWE, which Warrior wasn't for a time, 
and then the macho man wasn't then it's uh, it's your problem and especially when people aren't here to fucking defend themselves yep Yeah, Eric isn't on in this singing contest, by the way, guys. No, he's not. But, but anyway, going, what, what, what? by the way, I, I brought up the uh, the warrior thing because did you actually see what happened yesterday? Uh, Dana Warrior tweeted out saying that Dark Side of the Ring is nothing but smut and filth. So Dark Side of the Ring, with conjunction, with cooperation with Pro Wrestling Tees, have released a new T-shirt that says yeah. smut and filth in the dark side of the ring uh, font, that logo style, <laughs> and all the proceedings, uh, you know, from it are going to a gay charity. I mean, oh, that, cool. is, that is being fucking petty and in the best way. Yeah, of course it is, yeah. Basically, Dana really, really trying to put, put all this fucking... Uh, all, all the bad that Ultimate Warrior did, trying to fucking cover it up. Like, yeah. it's all out there, Wolf. It's too late. Well, that's it, yeah. You may as well just own it. And, I mean... Yeah. I'm, I'm all about fucking giving people second chances and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And if it would have been done in the right way... And, to be honest, like, at the end, like, literally the day before he died, the way that he went was poetic. In yeah, its of course it were. Way. It was heartbreaking. Um, and if he could have fucking... If he had enough time to atone for the mistakes that he made, maybe even gone back to that university and he said, look... I've changed the way that I think and the way that I thought back then is just fucking bang out of order. You know what yeah. I mean? If he'd have been given that chance, then he might have had, um, you know, it, 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 the opinion in a lot of people's eyes might have improved. Yes. But the way that things are now, and she's not helping matters, no. is that he, he's just, he, he was a, a, pretty, a pretty bad human being and it's not as if he's fucking conservative views which is exactly what he said in at that university thing uh there's no telling that any of that had changed that no. he might have still been the same the, fucking the, person. the only word that we have for it was uh who the fuck is that throwing i don't know mattress mac jim jim mckinville who owns gallery gallery furniture Sponsorship, fucking hell. For fuck's sake, product placement. I wonder who he's a friend of. But yeah, um, the only word that we have on on Warrior apparently improving is Dana, and let's just say, like, you're his widow. Can we really take your word for it? Because you're mm. going to do everything to make him look in the best possible light. And, and, and I get it. Don't get me wrong, I get it. But just saying oh yeah he repented or whatever fucking word you use like we never got to see that yeah that's the other thing as well WWE are going to want to want him to be in the best light possible as well because they get uh, yeah, the award every fucking year at Wrestlemania don't they yeah exactly I don't know just it rubbed me up the, the wrong way and to be honest there were a lot of that sort of stuff that I never even knew uh, Warrior had done oh and it's a it's a stunner for Eric Bischoff uh, JR with a call of the night. I will never eat pie again. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if you caught that one. <laughs> I didn't catch that. No, but Jesus. Well, we can safely say that uh, Austin has actually won this without singing. Yeah. 
Though to be fair, he changed you know, the thing, didn't he, to the to the pig pen? He changed the fucking wheel. Yeah. Spin I, the wheel, make the deal. I really wanted to hear Austin sing. Yeah. Delta Dawn. <laughs> yeah, he did sing that on Raw once. I knew I'd seen him sing somewhere. Yeah, Delta I knew Dawn. I'd fucking seen it. That's pig crap. Yeah, he he, he sang to uh, Vince McMahon with an acoustic guitar. Yeah. Yeah. 2001. <laughs> oh. Jericho. Uh, fucking Jericho. I've got Jericho on the brain. Bishop fucking went for that one, didn't he? Yeah, he did. <laughs> fucking leaked in. Right, you're basically putting the pigs in danger here, guys. Yeah, they'll be they'll be fucking terrified, them little things. Bishop is bacon. I see what you did there, JR. Austin's coming back down to the ring. Oh, he's going to be having a brewski, isn't he? Yeah, I'll have three. I'll drop one on the fucking floor. It's like a fucking tennis player, isn't it? Fucking hell. I'll have a ball. I'll have another ball. Give me that third ball. Right, I'll just bat that one away. There's always that thing with Austin. Like, every time he can't count it, we're always, almost always seamless. Yeah. And he yeah. opened them first time yeah. as well. I always struggle to fucking open cans. He does it with one it, hand as well, doesn't he? Yeah. Like we're we're two-handed people when it comes to what can open him, but he'll just open it with one fucking hand, one finger. Yeah, and the last time I fucking did one on the podcast, it spilled everywhere. <laughs> I think that happened the time before as well. It, it dribbled out the first time, just like, <laughs> like all over my hand. The second time, it just went all over my couch. Well, my chair, should I say. Oh man, but it's only Miller Lite. It's fucking crap. He was trying to get his own bloody uh, sponsorship deal at this point as well. They were trying to get a, a Budweiser sponsorship. That would have made sense. Yeah, I don't. I don't quite know what happened with that. I think they were just trying to negotiate the actual uh, brand, Steve Weiser. Yeah. Something like that. Anyway, fucking, I think. Budweiser missed a fucking step there to be to be perfect. Oh, of course honest. he did, of course. And honestly, like Miller Lite, never had it, but I'm just saying, like, if he's downing them like that, you're gonna get you know you're gonna end up with really bad gas. So it's probably yeah. best to go for the lights. Well, what's going to be up next? Oh, of course. Hell in a Cell, it's going to be the main event. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I love that. I, I, can't, I can't say enough. I love that theme. Uh, oh, yeah, they're actually playing it as well. I can't hear it. It's very thin. 
I had to put my phone to my ear to hear it. Right. I think we're actually like literally just one millisecond away from each other in the fucking uh, in the finger time codes. Oh, right in the fucking mush. Take that, Ebner. Oh, right, right. Uh, colorful Triple H. I forgot about that. Yeah, we're in purple, red, green, blue. I think the stills of this uh, this match that I've seen uh, is wearing blue tonight. Right. I don't know what the whole reason for that was. Don't know. Oh, classic! More classic B music from WWE. I'm guessing this would have actually been a proper theme. There would have been a theme to this. But they dubbed it over with some B theme. But they used to use that theme a lot in like the Attitude Era. So that used to bring you back a whole ton of memories, that. Well, the music's changed now. Jim White. Okay. Yeah, it's Tim White. Tim White, I thought it was Jim White, sorry. No, Tim White. I, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the podcast before, I might have. Uh, but, you know, the um, like the uh, barroom brawls that w, uh, WWE used to do. Yes. That was Tim White's pub, the friendly tap. Oh, right. Cool. Yeah, I think, I think it was in somewhere like Wisconsin or something like that. Yeah, he owned it. That's helpful. It's just a good little bit of trivia. Yeah. If you ever find yourself in Wisconsin, look for the friendly tap. I imagine it's not even there anymore, to be honest. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think America has the same problem that we do when it comes to pubs and bars. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. I forgot about bloody Greg fucking Valentine, her Triple H. <laughs> That's actually accurate <laughs> it really is as well <laughs> I mean playing into Mick Foley and Triple H's history as well very clever again they had a hell in a cell match yeah uh, Norway out 2000 yeah, no way out 2000. Good match. They were a pretty decent feud, that, from what I remember. Oh, yeah, very so good again, feud. That the old well, Channel 4 days, weren't it? I, I mean, again, I've got a fucking lot of nostalgia for that feud. Because yeah. the first pay-per-view I watched, they had a fucking street fight on. Yeah. Royal Rumble. Yep, Royal Rumble 2000. Mash in for the save. He wouldn't have been doing that in the fucking 90s. No. Oh, Mick's getting beat up. Uh, just just sat there watching with a fucking beer. Uh, whatever. That powerbomb through that fucking table 
must have fucking hurt him. Yes. Because his head snaps forward on the fucking plate that's got the logo on it. Fuck me. Okay, probably shouldn't have had this theme. Wasn't this his diesel theme? Yeah. It should have been. To be fair, that would have been pretty cool. But I think they probably wanted to try and get as far away from the end of you all by this point. <laughs> really good fucking pyro that he had though. Again, the yeah, classic cool. yeah. the classic diesel pyro. That's the one thing I'm really glad they didn't do. Just they acknowledged that he went by his real name, so they just kept his real name when he went back to his singles career. Yeah. You know, not not his fucking diesel character. And there's nothing wrong with a diesel character, but it's been undone. Yeah, Kevin Nash was more popular. Yeah, imagine if more... fucking This is why I got really ticked off when the in uh it, they inducted Scott Owens to the Hall of Fame as Razor Ramon. But then hmm. they, they inducted Kevin Nash as Kevin Nash. It's like, Scott Hall had a better career as Scott Hall than what he did as Razor Ramon. And don't get me wrong, the Razor Ramon character, fucking a really, really great character. Like, yeah, yeah. But he's not what he's remembered for. Yeah. Yeah, he's wearing blue. I'd really like to know what the whole idea was for him suddenly deciding, oh yeah, I'm going to wear a mass amount of colours. I don't know. Because I know at one point he started wearing, like, biker shorts. Let's say biker shorts. They were, like, more like tights, but they were, they just cut off at the top of the knees. And mm. he had the iron cross on the front of it. And that was because of his quad issues. Right. Uh, it were a, it were a comfort thing, but and then he just starts wearing colourful tights. I, I just wonder if it's kind of like a throwback to, uh, to like uh, to like the mid nineties where he, he he wore long tights, but they had like a they had they black and they had like a different colour down the centre, because yeah. they're very similar colours to what he's wearing here. Maybe I don't know. Hmm. Okay, now there's something weird here because Mick Foley's wearing his referee shirt. Yeah. But there's no WWE logo on it like it used to be and it looks fucking weird. Now for a minute <laughs> I thought I thought they dubbed over it. <laughs> Probably they blurred the logo out of some of and then I just remembered, well, it's, they wouldn't have because no. it's WWE at this point, not WWF. So there's nothing yes. to blur out. Also, Mick Foley holding up the big gold belt. Kind of wish he got to do that in his career. Yeah, he's... As Cactus Jack in WCW, that would have been a pretty cool thing. It, it probably would have been, yeah. 
The thing is with Mick Foley is that no, no matter what character he was, he made any belt he wore look good. It worked. Because people were saying like, oh yeah, he was never WWE champion material. But when he won that title, he got a massive pop and it looked good on him. Mm. As mankind. Like, he, he just had that ability to... He made the hardcore title look good on him, for fuck's sake. Yeah. That had an incredible story to it as well, though, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it did. So fucking fitting. So superb. Yeah. Maybe him... Uh, I mean, maybe him being a world champion before that might have taken a bit of sheen off that. Yeah, of course it would have done. But, again, like... It, I'm just saying, like, that, that belt... It, it just would have... It would have, it would have looked good on him. Yeah. Mind you, you say it would have taken the shine off, but I don't think it would have, you know, because for many, for many, many years, Vince didn't see anything in Mick Foley. Mm. You know, he, he didn't, he didn't see anything. Like, and when he finally won that title, it was kind of like a crowning achievement in WWE itself, not just a crowning achievement on his career. Yeah. So, oh, ref bump already. Uh, Mick, Mick no, so, uh, doesn't sell it he's like yeah that that's it, it. <laughs> not a typical ref <laughs> if he if sold that I'd be disappointed yeah you felt you're falling off that structure Mick don't sell a fucking ref bump <laughs> yeah that was a bit weird from Kevin Nash I must admit the thing they did with Sam's you know like what people do to uh, oh the framing up yeah the framing up that yeah. don't do that Nash you're too cool for that <laughs> so it's likely that this isn't going to be a fucking clean finish either no Vince Russo booking both companies I mean, to be fair, you're not going to get much of a clean finish in the Hell in a Cell, are you? No, that's a fair point, yeah. I mean, as I long... Thinking, I was thinking more of the referee, but... I mean, All, all I'm saying all is, right. as long as it's not a disqualification because of a sledgehammer shot. Yeah. Because that's what they did with fucking Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt a couple of years ago in Hell in a Cell. Yep. The Hell in a Cell match is dead to me now. I'm just not interested anymore. Because they did that two years in a row. The fucking disqualification the Hell in a Cell match. Hmm. Yeah, it's just not the same to me now. No, no. It just kind of like ruined the mystique. It doesn't make a lot of sense, does it, really? No, because you, you ruined the mystique. Because now I go into every Hell in a Cell match thinking, well, this could end in a disqualification. And I should yeah. never, ever, ever have to think that. No. Pathetic. Nash dominating here. Triple H doing all the fucking selling. Well, that's Triple H all over, really, isn't it? He's, he's usually the one to, to direct traffic when it comes yeah, to yeah, that, stuff. I, I was just thinking that. He, he, tend, he did tend to sell a lot more. Even like. Peak, peak fucking, um, peak Triple H, I'd say, peak Triple H, E-Boys and Triple H, fucking, mm. where he, he's just always on top, always. Mm. 
that run of that I don't even know what to call it. To be honest with you, there's there's no fucking reign of terror will be the correct term. Yeah. But uh, yeah, even during reign of terror, Triple H, he'd always be the guy that get beaten up. He did it well. A and fucking. Nash has got a chair. A bright oh, blue, a bright is. blue chair. Yeah, <laughs> Test had, had the same one earlier, yeah. bright blue. Exposing the fucking business. <laughs> Where's the black shoes? <laughs> maybe it's an endorsement. didn't have black shoes. <laughs> maybe it's an endorsement from fucking what's his face at the side, uh, you know, that uh, at ringside, the furniture oh, guy. Yeah. It's an endorsement. I don't have black. Will blue do you? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Even so, you'd fucking paint him or something, wouldn't you? It's not hard to get some fucking... Move, cameraman. Get some black gloss. <laughs> Triple H grunts are always good. Jesus. Fucking move away, cameraman. Jesus. I know. Let's get on the fucking airplane, right. mate. I'll, I'll say one thing. That that cameraman, though, he's got some heavy... He's got a heavy object in his hand. There's a yeah. narrow gap between the stairs and the corner of the cell, and he fucking ran through that seamlessly. <laughs> I mean, I, I, am, I, am I wrong in thinking that if you tried to do that, Mark, you'd trip over the steps? I think I probably would, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would. And I'd be, the, I'd be that guy as well, the camera. The red dot would be on. And it would be my fucking shot, and I would fall over. It's guaranteed. <laughs> fucking hell. Well, we can be thankful there's not been too many interruptions in this pair of you. And there's not been yeah. uh, any more interruptions on bees for a while. Thank no fuck bees. for that. No bees, less buffering. It's all the bees, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, jackknife on the outside. Go for it. Why not? Uh, 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 oh. Yeah, I think the sound is probably picking up on the mic now because I've turned it right up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'd be thinking that we were on. We're at the same point in the thing because I could hear yours. It's yeah, not, it's not a big issue. Yeah, I turned it up and I've taken it off the stand and holding it in my hand. Toolbox, of course. Why would, wouldn't you have one of them under the ring? It make it does make sense. I mean, it does, but <laughs> you only really need a crowbar. Oh, maybe a fucking maybe a wrench. You've no need for a hammer. Oh well. <laughs> right now, now Triple H looks like a giant with that hammer. Because we're so <laughs> used to him actually using a sledgehammer, and he's got a fucking tiny one here. <laughs> fucking triple BFG, am I right? <laughs> Nick's like, no, no, you can't use the hammer. No hammers Mate, in hell like itself. Nash. Did Did you not look into the future and watch the Fiend versus Seth Rollins? No hammers. <laughs> Fucking hell. Just Mick Foley wanting some. <laughs> Mick Foley saying, don't try to intimidate me. 
I'll take off my shirt. I'll do it all over again. I'll turn into Cactus Jack right here, right, right now in Houston, Texas. I think. Again, one of my all-time favorite segments of wrestling. The change from mankind to Cactus Jack. Fucking yeah, so good. That blade job. Yep. Nash wearing the crimson mask. He may not be able to recover from this. It's a little bit of blood, JR. <laughs> That's had a hammer shot, to be fair, if you if you kayfabe in it. It's Kevin Nash. That's it, even kayfabe, I'm not I am not believing Kevin Nash has been taken down by a fucking tiny hammer like that. <laughs> He'd be all cool and not so that. Yeah. He probably looked at that. He probably looked at that and going, oh, "Hammer, good. You could have just got a, a truck. I'll sell for a truck." <laughs> I'm trying to do the cool Kevin Nash voice. I can't do it. Oh, as to, uh, to your have point, you seen his? Have you seen his? Um, have you seen his nitro? So the nitro game. Have you seen his little fucking taunt thing? Because you used to get, you used to be able to fucking press X, I think it were, weren't it? And they do a little fucking promo. And this is like, this is fucking proper funny. I can't remember if it's on nitro or thunder. I don't know. I really. He just goes. I don't think I've so ever you seen press it. X. It, you press X, and it comes with a little video, and he just goes, "Hey, how'd you like to get power bombed? Come on, pick me. I know you want to pick me." Please pick me. Let's just pick me. And then he starts like... <laughs> like that. <laughs> it's a fucking proper weird. Oh my god. Screwdriver. Not a standard screwdriver. Just an average screwdriver. To be fair, I'd rather take the fucking normal screwdriver than the standard screwdriver. <laughs> I've just seen that on the recent Nitro. That shit will fuck you up. <laughs> What a move. What a fucking move. Yeah, great move, don't get me wrong, but it's fucking scary. Yeah. Let's see if I can find this fucking thing. Yeah, you'll have to send oh, it to rats. me. Yeah, that's it. Oh, fucking two by four. Oh, Jesus. You're going to give Mick Foley PTSD now. I fucking hate that. How the fuck do you protect yourself from that? Just fucking for the best. Two, barbed wire 2 by 4 into the stomach. It's usually rounded off wire, in it, But he's yeah. still going to fucking hurt. What, what, funnily enough, speaking of that hell in a cell between Cactus Jack and Triple H, that I... That had one of my favourite calls ever, just because of what came after it. Uh, JR, uh, not JR, Jerry Waller, as Mick Foley picks up a 2x4 uh, wrapped in barbed wire, he just goes, What's worse than a 2x4? I can't even, I'm doing Jim Cornette. He basically just said, uh, <laughs> What's worse than a 2x4 covered in barbed wire? And immediately as he says that, Mick Foley sets it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking brilliant. 
And that, that's uh, that's um, I imagine that the commentary team didn't have a clue what they were going to do next. So yeah, yeah. There you we go. Want some two though, would you? No. Play job from Triple H now, of course. Yeah. Okay, what the fuck is he doing here? I don't know. I, I don't know. He's managed that. Like this. Oh, he's looked like the ref strap on the end of the fucking. Wood. Yeah. I was wondering what the fuck was going on. Could it have been some of his wrist tape? I don't know. Oh, it could have been. I didn't think of that. Oh, Jesus Christ. Triple H fucking bloody deep here. I mean, to compare, JR says this could end him when Kevin Nash bladed and he had a trickle of blood. He's not saying that about fucking Triple H, who is <coughs> grossly bleeding right now. Oh, oh snake no, eyes. My, oh. Onto the fucking barbed wire. I love it. That's great. Oh. Well, he's not got Greg the Hammer Valentine fucking her now, has he? <laughs> no. He's more ginger than anything. <laughs> he's close to Rick for her. Kick out at two. A lot of blood. I think that. I think that's partly why Ric Flair is one of the best bleeders in wrestling because he always had the bleach bond there. Same with Dusty Rhodes. So when they bled and the blood got in the hair, it just looked worse because mm. you can actually see the blood. I mean, you get the same effect with bald guys when the blood just trickles down and all that. Because you can actually see like the cut as well. Yeah. Whereas with many wrestlers, you don't usually see the cut. But when the blood goes into the hair like that, yeah, it, it's probably going to be the same with, if you have blacker, browner, redder, you know. But with the blonder, you can see it. Yeah. And you can see it staining. It's like, and I, can, I have to think when they're in the shower after the fucking shower, they've, they've had their, their head glued back together, what have you, and they go for a shower. It must take fucking ages to get that out of your hair. Yeah. Because it's more likely to stain blonder. Yeah. That was a weird weapon to use in wrestling, a wooden crate. <laughs> That's from the far, the fucking pig farm up the fucking entranceway. What else is under there? I'm intrigued. I mean, that curtain's open. I just want to see what's under there now. Oh, some bubble wrap there. Get that used. Oh, it's not bubble wrap. <laughs> Old faithful. I mean, fucking hell. We use sledgehammers at work. That is not a sledgehammer. No. It's a it's a glorified hammer. But the thing is, though, apparently, always real hammers. Really? Yeah. I mean, because that other one, that looked fucking... That looked iffy. Right. Seriously. Oh, right hand to Mick yeah. Foley. There were always real hammers at Triple H because the one time he used the gimmick hammer, he actually hurt somebody with it. <laughs> I, I know that's a really weird story and it's a really weird thing to think about. But yeah, the one time... Oh my God. Wow. Perfect timing by Triple I, H because... I have never seen Kevin Nash do a drop toe hold in my life. Yeah. Oh, and nearly a fucking... Three. If you're not watching this... Uh, Triple H has picked up the steel steps. Is going over with the, not the, not the. Uh, it, basically, the steps are upside down, 
and you've got the yeah. the uh, the slotting part of it facing to Poet, uh, facing uh, Kevin Nash. So it's like he's gonna just put it on Kevin Nash's head, basically. But he's going to use it like it's a head head you know a headshot that you would do with the other side. Kevin Nash goes to a drop toe hold and the obviously Triple H falls and the stirs flip over as he's doing it, obviously, and he lands face first on it. But he times it so perfectly that he doesn't actually hit his face. You can see that it doesn't hit him. You know, he doesn't Oof. hit it, you know. And that is Oof. fucking timely. Oh, there goes Mick. <laughs> Seriously? Oh, he did not fuck about with that blade job, did he? No, jeez. Mr. Socko. That makes back up. He's back up. So there's something about pranks with him and socks as well, isn't there? Yeah. The, the, blood, the blood has given fucking Mick, uh, Mick Foley some bloody powers because he's just got him straight back up. Mr. Socko to Triple H. Pop of the night. The crowd are fucking erupted for this. Oh, whoa, whoa. Oh, nut shot. No more little. little <laughs> I like I like JR's call. Oh, uh, J, uh, sorry, uh, uh, Jerry Lawley's call then. You know, he says, uh, Nash is bleeding, Triple H is bleeding, Mick Fall is bleeding, and Mr. Socko's bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake, Jerry. Nash is hitting both with the fucking steel stirs, but Foley's obviously a little bit fucking out of it because he got caught up in that as well. Now, Nash is Socko's got no excuse, though. Socko should be fine. Perfect timing no, because not. you said Socko's fine and they all here was Jerry Lawley go, you don't know that. Oh. <laughs> fucking sandwiched into the fucking side of the cage. Yeah, but he's gone on the fucking on the actual fucking structure, not on yeah. the um, not on the soft bit. Yeah. Oh nice. That is nice. Jackknife incoming. Crowd are fucking going mental for it. Bosh. Such a good powerbomb. Yes. Clean as fuck. Fall is going to count it. Oh, he's kicked out. Yeah, watch him hit the structure. Yeah, the back of his head. No give at all. No. If he hits the middle of it, if he hits the fucking soft bit, he's cushion landing. But and take like, that's note. probably fucking Mick Foley. That he's probably take, like, nah, yeah. I'm making this look real. Yeah, take note. Mick Foley's fucking retired here, and he's still taking dangerous bumps like that. Yeah, man, do it's not long before he uh, he comes out of retirement and has a feud with Randy Orton. And honestly, I would like to view more uh, WWE pay per views just to see those matches. Yeah. Don't, Legend killer Randy Orton is fucking brilliant stuff. What I've seen of it, it's really fucking good stuff. But those matches against Randy Orton, and I've seen them, they are some fucking classic matches there. So I'll be interested to go and see his feud. 
Oh, in the noggin. Sledgehammer to the face. Kevin Nash is down. Oh, well, back up again. I mean, one for one, he's got to kick out of this, surely. Yeah, he has to. Oh, he might not. That's a slow. No, he didn't kick out. Shit, a brick. I thought I thought with the slowness of it, he was definitely going to kick out last second there. Oh, look at them. They're like brothers. <laughs> they fall asleep on each other. Well, there you go. I'm shocked at that end. I don't think. Wasn't a clean finish, but you don't expect it to be, as no. you said. And I, I didn't think Nash was going to win, but you know, just seemed a little bit weird the way uh, the way he won. I suppose. Yeah. Flair and Orton coming out now. I have to wonder where Batista is. At this, I have to wonder where Batista is at this point. I'm guessing he might be injured. The human I think, bit basketball. I think he got injured uh, early days of evolution. I mean, you know what? Thinking about it, though, one pedigree to win the match that really does put over the pedigree. Yeah, Fortunately, it, does, it doesn't it does. put up. It doesn't put over the jackknife. No, he did sledgehammer him like straight before though. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that, Nash went straight into a jackknife. That's a fair comment. No. No, he's, he went into the thingy, didn't he? He went into the barbed wire, which yeah. isn't isn't an impactful shot, is it? It just cuts you. Yeah, yeah. So I suppose so, yeah. there is psychology there. Yeah, fair comment, yeah. And this still is going to be a common, common occurrence in 2003. Austin, uh, Triple H, full of blood, lifting the title. <laughs> You think fucking no. right? You think Cody Rhodes bleeds a lot nowadays, guys? Fucking Triple H in two thousand and three. I think every no. pay per view has a screen cap of him holding up that title whilst full of blood. <laughs> that poor excuse of a WCW title as well with the fucking just two gold, too small, and a WWE logo on it. Nah, yeah, not for me. I I'm the same. I'm the same. I prefer the classic big gold. Definitely flat, no curves. No curves in it at all. Yeah, I, I'm sure I read somewhere that, it, that Ric Flair gave that to Triple H. Like one of the casts. The the actual belt. Oh yeah, he did back in uh, like 1992, something like that, when he went to WWE. Fucking and then, uh, and then he had to give it back. <laughs> oh, it's, there is some kind of story. I'm not really too hundred percent on the on the details, but yeah, there is some story yeah. to it. Yeah. I'll have to research that again because I've not I, I've completely fucking forgot it but there is a story I, I think it's later on I think he does give it to Triple H for one reason or another I can't think it is what it is but it's in the past few years not in not in 92 unless he did in 92 but I don't know but anyway I think that'll do us now I think we'll, we're going we're gonna to end this sign this one off uh, yep <laughs> thanks to everybody for, for listening in as always back to your reg regular scheduled programming in two weeks time uh, for Hogwild 1996, me, Brian and Beth joining us for what promises to be a fairly decent pay-per-view with some, quite honestly, some fucking dream matches on there. We've, we've ran through the card once already. Uh, tune in 
and if you want to watch it along with us you absolutely can do but if you don't want to and you just want to listen to us as you have done with this one uh, by all means be our guests and do so and but for me and hopefully uh, by then there'll be no fucking interruption from bees yes hopefully the bees are gone and the buffering issues have disappeared as well uh, yeah <laughs> and, and, and to get, be fair and getting it was on, only momentary yeah I'm getting on to both <laughs> <laughs> sweet well as long as Brian doesn't die of anaphylactic shock <laughs> Uh, we will we'll <laughs> see you dramatic. again in two weeks. <laughs> what? <laughs> we'll see you again in a couple of weeks for WCW Hogwild 1996. For me, Marvelous Mark Ashworth, Sayonara, and for my man over there. Sayonara. Sayonara. We'll see you again for another episode of the Nitrogen Podcast. Oh, yeah.